0: Welcome to the Tome, a DD and d news, reviews, and interview show, and I'm your Tome editor, Sam Dillon. And today, we are bringing you the World Tree Burns podcast, the official actual play 5th edition D&D podcast that takes place in the Cobalt Press setting Midgard. We hope you enjoy this season, and without further ado, let's see what Dan Dillon has in store for his players.
1: everyone welcome to the world tree burns here on the cobalt press twitch channel once again i'm dan Dillon, and i am pinch hosting because our illustrious host will is still in the process of moving and getting settled in his new home and we wish him all the best and we miss him come on back will but uh until he comes back we're just gonna hop right in go roundabout, about and, and talk to everybody uh McLukin, why don't you start us off
2: hello i'm mcclokin uh, I am, uh, the best person in the world. Uh, this is confirmed by my mother. Uh, that's true. Uh, so, hey, everyone. Uh, yeah, I, uh, play our lovable, uh, gnome ranger, who, uh, is, uh, not gonna get in any trouble at all. He is a saint in the kitchen. Uh, and has an alright dog.
1: Cool. I'm, I'm cool. looking for the prices. <laughs> all of these things, very true. Very true. And we're gonna hop over to Simply Jackson.
0: Hey, sorry, I lost my mouse on my screen. I was like, "Where to go? Where to go? Where to go?" Find the unmute. What are you gonna do? Uh, I'm Sylvia Jackson. I play Tilly. She's our dwarf fighter. She is tied to making sure all of both her old and new crew are safe, as well as making sure that at the moment, if we can make any survivors out of the shipwreck, we will. If not, we might get some some loot. So I don't know. Um, But other than that. That's what we're doing, and I'm excited. And I just got my coffee, so, like, my lackluster vibe will hopefully pick up in the next, like, five minutes. So, (laughs) thank you. I hear
3: you.
1: (laughs) And Scarlet Moth,
4: hi. Hello. Unlike simply, I am very lucid today for a change. (laughs) I am Scarlet Moth. I'm playing Rowan, the ravenful cleric, who may have prepared control water today.
1: Ooh, helpful. Uh, right, and oh, Ooh, an we just had an appearance of a birdyaurus. Hi, you're just in time to introduce yourself and tell the people who you're playing. Go. Oh
5: gosh. Yep. Okay. Good. Sorry. Um, I am Birdie, aka the Birdyaurus, and I am here. Yay! And today you have blue hair, in me, because I didn't have time to do my hair, so I put on a wig, which is why I'm late. I'm sorry. It would have been way <laughs> later if I tried to do my actual hair. So I'm playing Landis, a Gearforged Warlock who doesn't have hair because he's a robot, and he has a friend named Edwin who is an imp- who Dan plays wonderfully.
1: Oh, thank you. He also doesn't have oh, hair. For- he's covered in gold <laughs> and silver. <laughs> Wait, can Landis have a wig? Uh,
5: maybe someday.
1: Only, only if it's a powdered, like curly French
5: yes. aristocrat
1: wig or like a barrister I like it. wig. Yes. I Let's do it. All right, then I'm then I'm into it.
5: When we do
1: the cosplay uh, episode, I'm all about it. Okay, so uh, I think that's all of us. And uh, when last we left our heroes, they were setting sail on the dark rivers, uh, dark waters of the River Argent, heading northward across the crossroads region of Midgard. This river uh, sort of skirts the border between the Margre Forest and... Uh, the Ironcrag Cantons, and then uh, as you're reaching into now, you're just on the southern reaches of the Blood Kingdom of Morgau and Doresh and uh, Krakuva. When we had specifically left off after an evening of shenanigans and some power struggles and jockeying for position amongst the crew, uh, deciding who has what pecking order and all uh, all of that lovely business with certain cloaks and other cooks, uh, there were some uh, in-depth, uh, too, too many cooks in the galley. The lookout up in your tops the, the following morning uh, called your attention to the derelict hulk of a river barge uh, sunken into the water. It's over sort of near the western shore, uh, near not quite on the bank, but close enough to it, Um, Shallow enough that part of its overturned hull is still just barely sticking up out of the water, enough to see that the timbers are broken. Um, Clearly it's been hulled, took water, capsized, sank, and is stuck in the silt. Um, You have sent Edwin in a scouting pattern over and around it. You don't see any survivors in the water uh, or any sign of anyone nearby. You also don't see any sign of bandits or attackers or creatures that might have uh, spelled this unfortunate vessel's doom. Landis was super not happy (laughs) with the state of the shore as y'all approached. Following Captain Tilly's orders, the first mate ordered the anchor dropped, and several of you have piled into a rowboat and are rowing your way over to the wreck to investigate it. In the boat, we have uh, Tilly, Cluck, Rowan, Puff Puff, uh, and two of the uh, the Sinful Princess's crew. Uh, Chiron, the blue-skin, yeah, Chiron, the blue-skinned Tiefling woman, and Theron, the um, enigmatic individual who keeps himself pretty well-swathed in a hooded mantle and uh, doesn't really say much and isn't quite interested in, uh, in banter or showing his face. Uh, I believe Theron is manning the oars at the moment. Landis, you were staying on board the princess, is that right?
5: That is absolutely correct. Landis has no desire to get knocked off of a rowboat and then die in the water.
1: Roger that. Uh, where is Edwin at the moment?
5: Uh, last I told Edwin, uh, he was... Okay, so first he scouted ahead, I think, and then he landed on the boat to make sure the boat wasn't going to eat anyone. Well, I think that's right. what you assumed. That's not why I had him land there. I just wanted to see if he could look straight down into the water and see anything. Um, and then <laughs> he scouted the land nearby, too, to make sure no one was hiding in the bushes. And um, uh, now he is of his own free will. <laughs> I didn't tell him to go anywhere after that.
1: Okay. Uh, so then that, yeah, that's where Edwin is. He, I believe, is still in the form of a crow, and he is perched on the kind of slime-slicked bit of hull that's sticking up out of the water, the uh, the lazy waves of the river sort of lapping at the cracked planks nearby his little grabby feet. And um, grabby the feet. rowboat... Uh, <laughs> you know, grabby feet. Uh, the rowboat slices its way through the water. Uh, Theron, despite being sort of whipcord thin and uh, very slight of build is reasonably strong. And his strokes propel the boat from your ship all the way up to the hull of the derelict, which is some 50 or 60 feet away from your vessel. So, um, Puff Puff is kind of up on the gunnel of the rowboat, her two front paws, and she is like leaning over and kind of looking down at the river in um, kind of a mixture of excitement and a little bit of nervousness. Her tail is sort of wagging, these little fitful pulses, but it's also sort of drooped down. It's not tucked, but it also isn't raised up in exuberance. So she's, uh, she's got her nerves on. Maybe she's picked up a little bit of... Uh, some of your trepidation, Landis. <laughs> uh, so the boat pulls up alongside the wreck and uh, Tilly where are you sitting? I assume you're probably up near the bow of the boat, kind of first first into mean, the action.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say not quite you know George Washington with my leg on the bow, like out, but <laughs> close enough, that's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> Got it. All right, so you're basically stood up ready to go, um, and all of you, you've really only ever seen Tilly on land, tooling about the city. Um, she is the definition of sea legs. She just seems to breathe along with the pitch and roll of uh, the deck on the water, even the smaller vessel of the rowboat. She doesn't lose her balance. She is one with the craft under her boots. So she stands up, walks around, you know <laughs> has no fear. Um, and as the boat slices through the water towards the hull of the wreck, uh, Theron tilts his hood towards you, kind of over his shoulder, Tilly, and says, "Captain, where would you like to bring us up?"
3: Um,
0: Daniel, remind me. Did you say that you saw we saw like a hole or damage uh, it in looks
1: the looks like There, there is damage on the hull. Uh, it mm-hmm. has been whole for sure. Um, the hole is probably. I don't know, maybe two feet wide at its widest uh, widest spot. So plenty big to hull and flood the barge. But uh, Edwin has confirmed
5: there are no icebergs in the area, though.
1: Yes, yes, he saw (laughs) saw no icebergs, and he flew up high enough to get a decent uh, a decent vantage, and he saw no other river craft that could have been, you know, pirates or someone who took and scuttled this uh, this barge.
0: I think Telly will tell Theron, uh, I want to make me around to where we can see inside, uh, the breaches in the hole and make sure we can see anything if we can with our naked eye. But I don't, I don't want to send anybody in quite yet. Essentially I want to make like a, like a scouting around what so we want to,
3: you
1: want to orbit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. No problem. Uh, so he's smooth strokes on the oars. Um, uh, pull the rowboat up alongside the sunken hull, and he begins to make a um, slow, deliberate circuit of the Hulk. Uh, And does anything
0: seem, like, weird about... Being somebody who would formerly have been on the sea, does anything seem weird about these breaches? I mean, obviously, cannons
3: So you know... The actual breaches
1: are on the other side. Once you once you complete your circuit, uh, most of the barge is well submerged. Um, it's really just a little bit of the bow that's tipping up out of the water at this point. And it's only really a few feet of, uh, of the hull that's exposed. Uh, and you can hear Edwin over there cawing and clacking away as he kind of sharpens his beak <laughs> on the wood, waiting, waiting impatiently for you guys.
4: About how large, how big is the area that this barge is taking up? Oh, jeez.
1: <laughs> uh, a river barge is probably uh, 20 feet wide and maybe 60 to 80 feet long. Okay, so under 100 feet. Uh, under 100 feet on any dimension? Sure. Can I? I think we're looking at some control water.
4: Yes. Or well, getting that ready at least.
2: Okay. Uh, I want to use the Heart of Flame and use its revealing principles on the boat.
1: Okay, so Shit. you wish to... you? Uh, no, it's a barge. Bo- boat is correct. Okay. <laughs> uh,
3: Does... Okay, never mind.
0: No, you had something? I was about to... Well, I don't remember if... Tilly saw where the Heart of Flame bothered Edwin the first time and I don't know if she would see Cloak essentially bringing the line oh, out and be like uh, Edwin you might wanna <laughs>
1: uh, So Edwin is a little decent ways away um, Okay I don't know if was kind of like scouting that area now
0: but <laughs> could blast with the light
1: Alrighty Let's see So Cloak brings out that black wrought iron lantern and he opens the veins and uh, whispers a word in the Ignan, in in Ignan, the elemental tongue of fire. Uh, And it flares with this bright uh, azure light that reflects off of the river and sort of paints its blue cast over the hull and over the faces of your companions. Chiron's eyes gleam strangely in this light. It's a a sort of an unsettling effect. They look almost opalescent in the blue light. Uh, However, as the light, uh, the bright light falls, uh, sheds out 30 feet from the lantern, uh, it falls across the hull, and nothing previously unseen is revealed at the moment, Cloak. But you know that this revealing light will burn for another hour.
2: Okay. Uh, So I kind of just like have it uh, on my side go through, but her staying the on the park. You yeah, mean on, the on the...
6: You're too far away, we in, I'm talking in, like, the same video of...
4: <laughs> well, I have two things that I might be able to do to help. One, I can always redirect the flow of the, the river current so that we can go in without fear of drowning or needing to swim. And worst comes to worst, I can, do, uh, I can use my condition to be able to go in and check for survival or bodies.
6: I do, I do have a lamp, but I don't know if it works underwater.
4: What I'm trying to say is that for a short amount of time, about ten minutes or so, I can
0: make it so the barge is not underwater. What do you mean, like, like float it out or like remove the water? I don't know. What to explain. I think. oh, I don't know. I think it's probably be safer if you just slow the current or stop the current in this area and we could at least swim close to look in. I don't know what I would expect to remove the water or what it would do to anything around ship or if. You know, it would crash into the other water. I don't know if you it, just...
4: it uh I can create a trench well this barge is and it will simply fill back in once we are out of the area. And it will simply raise the water level.
0: I mean you seem pretty keen on trying this if you like. Uh, I don't mind if we can... It has we, I just so
4: since we've been near open water.
0: I mean, if you, if, you, if you create a trench removing the water, do you think that we could potentially... Well, and we know because Landis can't hear me, but we could send anyone in, but don't... Shout. I'm mean, oh, sorry, is Landis in shouting distance to us? Um, oh, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure.
3: Okay.
0: Okay. Um, all right. Do you, do you think we could try that, like create a trench of the water, and maybe ask Landis to send Edwin into one of these holes to look and scout a little bit? I mean, that's probably plenty of time, right? Aye. Ask yes, one. And
4: um, if if I'm uh, if we're steering the boat towards where I'm creating this trench, can we let the boats drop down as we
1: like into the trench? Yeah. Yeah. Certainly.
4: Almost like a canal.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, let's see here. If you're parting the water, so you're basically getting a cube a hundred foot on a side, right? Yeah. Yeah. So transitions across the spells area and separated water from the wall to either side. Yeah. So in the depth of river that you're in, that is most certainly going to reach all the way down to the riverbed. So yeah, it'll it'll drop your rowboat right down into the silt,
4: and then we won't need to worry about it drowning us when it ends because it fills back in slowly.
1: Could be. Oh, that, that's <laughs> what the spell says. Oh 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 oh. The uh, cool. yes. water so then slowly fills in the trench yeah. over the course of the yeah, next it round. doesn't it doesn't just collapse back in on you. Yeah, correct.
4: Okay. Rowan's going to step up next to Tilly on the boat then and just hold out her arms and start to concentrate before letting just a drop of the water. She'll hold up from the river and drop back down with a pinch of dust and invoke Wotan. As right, uh, she's doing uh,
0: this, can I try to direct Kyron to shout back to Landis to ask if Edwin can come to me? Because I don't know.
1: Uh, sure. As, uh, as Rowan is beginning her preparations... Um, you were already uh, figuring out this stuff with Landis So uh, Kyron the tiefling sort of heads back toward the stern of the rowboat Props her foot up on, uh, on the gunnel And she is wearing essentially uh, very simple leather sandals Basically that sort of uh, cross lace up her ankle and calf And disappear under the, uh, the loose trousers she's wearing And she has six toes on each foot as well as six fingers on each hand. Uh, And she cups her hands to her mouth and yells back to the ship, Captain, there's a request if you could send your bird over. Uh, Sorry, it's not captain, Tilly's the captain. Uh, Mr. Landis, there's a request Request from the captain to send your bird over.
5: Yeah, uh, tell the captain that she took my bird and do whatever my bird wants to do. He's my bird, but she commandeered my bird like we did the ship and now she can do whatever she wants with him as long as he's cool with it. He's got a mind of his own a little bit, but yeah, he could do it if he wants to whatever.
1: <laughs> Alright, this uh, sort of chattering, tinny reply comes back <laughs> across the wind over the water. Uh, Landis, you hear Edwin's voice in your mind, so uh, not really following, boss. You want me to go over to Julie <laughs> or-, or what?
5: <laughs> yeah! Yeah, I that. Oh wait, I'm still yelling. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, never ignore me. And then I, and then I go into my head, and like yeah. You man, get the
1: distinct uh, feeling, all of you, that the crow rolls its eyes, uh, it flares its wings, and uh, crosses the distance and lands with a clink onto the shoulder, uh, the pauldron of Tilly's armor. Tink, kind of picks at one of the ornaments in the the braids in her hair. <laughs>
0: I hey, Edwin, in a minute, we might uh, need your help to so at least uh, go into this hole. Uh, and when the water's out, because she's working on it, and she like motions over it to Rowan, I imagine, just like, doing her thing.
3: and The casting time
1: of control water is uh, a whole one action. So as you're sort of saying that, and in the middle of, middle of doing your little spiel, Rowan dips her claw into the river water with a pinch of dust, kind of swirls them together and lets the droplet mixed with uh, kind of slightly muddy dust fall back into the river. And as it does, that droplet stretches and slows and then freezes in time for just this brief heartbeat and then pulls downward. And you feel a shudder run through the hull of the rowboat and uh, see a ripple run across the water as a line from that droplet splits across the river's surface and the water peels back with a rushing and spray of mist. And uh, the, the rowboat rocks and shudders and begins to not fall exactly, but follow this sort of s- swift cascade of water down this opening trench of air where River once was. Hold on, everybody. <laughs> uh, oh, so you all grab a hold of something. Some of you jostle, uh, puff, puff. I grab the tiefling woman. <laughs>
3: <laughs> she uh, she I
1: grabs. I would have done that to steady herself and looks down at you and just kind of quirks an eyebrow. Uh, the boat rides this roiling wave of water down and then settles with a dull splorch into the into the wet mud of the bottom of the river. The barge begins to settle almost immediately as the water rolls back away from it. Uh, water begins to pour out of the cracks in the hull, uh, and you can see submerged uh, what was uh, previously not visible because of the uh, the silty water and the depth under which it stood is a much, much larger hole that actually looks like... Have you ever seen a BB gun or uh, bullet, you know, bullets fired at a, at a firing range, paper target where it starts out as individual holes but then becomes one giant one because so many have punched through it. There is a massive hole ripped in the side of the barge that around the edges looks kind of uh, almost like teeth marks, like someone just took a bite out of it. Irregular, splintered. And water is just pouring brown and soupy out of the interior of the barge. It shifts groans, pops loose on the little bit of rock and mud it was propped up on because the water was buoying it up and falls to the bottom of the trench. <laughs> you can see that the, uh, the barge is indeed capsized. It's flipped over upside down. And the rear, uh, the sort of the aft cabin uh, area is uh, now being crushed into the wet mud by the weight of the barge, pressing it down into the riverbed. The uh, the bow of the barge sort of swings through the mud with this groan of timbers and kind of sweeps toward the boat uh, a little bit ominously.
0: And is our boat like also in the mud? So, like we're oh yeah okay yeah yeah,
1: yeah. yeah you just kind of dropped on the mud and it's uh, so it doesn't you know the the rowboat has a little bit of a keel so it's sort of uh, tilted yeah. over on its
3: side. Hmm.
0: I, uh, that, and she said around that hole is definitely not any sort of damage I've ever seen at this point on any. I thought vicious. it was just like cannon at all. Like, back, but that is That's clearly what I expected. Uh, Edwin, if, 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 I know it's, uh, at least there's no water in there now, but do you mind at least flying to the perch of the edge and looking in? And if you can't, I know you can't really, like, tell me about what they see at the moment, but if you could, could you tell Landis? Maybe she could tell us. Oh, I'm sorry. I keep sorry for the ginger crossing. Maybe he could tell us about what he see or what you see in the boat. Uh,
1: okay, Landis, you hear Edwin's voice once again. All right, boss. She wants me to go scout the, the wreck. I, I mean, fine, whatever. Do you want me to just tell her what's in there or do you want to tell her once I'm done? How do we want to do that?
5: uh okay yeah it's so complicated when other people are around i'm saying in my head not out loud this time um man all right i guess just tell me and i'll figure it out i don't know can you whisper real quiet when you're a bird or can
3: i yeah
5: okay or you you can... can tell me and i can whisper through you that's like so many layers
1: exactly. I mean you could just watch and then you can whisper I don't care, whatever. I'm just I don't want to listen to you yell back and forth to each other out of a water hole. That this is weird.
5: Yeah. If you think that you can be quiet enough for no one else to hear, you can tell her. I don't Do Ravens?
1: Is this supposed ravens to be a secret?
5: Mimic I think so. I don't know. I haven't talked to anyone else about it, and I don't want to get you in trouble, and I don't know this crew. And <laughs> it's so complicated now. I liked it better when it was just us, man. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll, uh, I don't know. Just tell me, and then I'll tell her. I, I, but I won't yell.
1: All right. I'll let you figure it out. So for, for this entire exchange, Tilly, Uh, the crow is just sort of perched on your shoulder and it's occasionally tilting its head one way and then the other way and then awking and clacking its beak a little bit just kind of quietly to itself Uh, and then it kind of pumps its head and wings a few times and then leaps off your shoulder and flies toward the wreck. (laughs) Uh, The bird disappears into the giant bite taken out of the dripping hull of the derelict barge and vanishes into the shadows. Whoosh. Uh, Landis, I assume you're watching? Okay. Hey,
3: Roland, uh, So if
0: we, uh, I'm just gonna quickly, before we get any reports back, I'm gonna try to tell Roland, that you mentioned that you'd be able to potentially go into the ship in case, I mean, emergency orders. If we hear anything back about Edwin or something happens, do you mind? I can do that. It would be no problem. She's
3: going uh, to step
4: out of the boat as well. And. Okay. Down onto okay. the mud? <laughs> yeah. Can she see much through the uh, wall of water now?
1: That's. So now there's. A, let's see, whereabouts are you at this point? It's probably a good 15, 20 feet deep here. And uh, there's this sort of rippling scintillating wall of river water kind of behind where your boat settled into the mud and it sort of undulates a little bit and you can see the waves of the river cresting along the knife edge of the trench but um, you can see a few feet into the water maybe it's pretty silty and murky particularly after the water rolled back so it's all kind of stirred up
4: I think we should keep
0: an eye out I made every intention to
1: there's uh, a soft flapping sound as a few fish that weren't uh, quick enough to get out of the walls of parting water are stuck in the little puddles in the mud, flopping around, trying to get back to where they can swim. And, uh, Roman's going to you throw a few them back in. Sure, you can see a few silhouettes kind of darting around near the uh, the curtain of water. You scoop one up, and it's slippery, but you manage to keep hold of it, and you chuck it into the wall of water, and as it whoop, plops into the side, which ripples and along the sides as if it were the surface of a pond. It's very strange. You see it kind of flip right itself and then lash its tail and dart away into the silt. Uh, inside the boat... Oh, uh, Cloak, you got some? Uh, I wanted to perceive into the water to see if I see any like
2: predators or like uh, normal like river things that would potentially attack us.
1: I mean, sure. Yeah, you can make a, a wisdom perception check to kind of actively... Check out the, the water. Uh twenty. Uh, okay, you see mostly what looks like the, some kind of normal river life you'd expect to see if the mm-hmm. water were disturbed. So, uh, a couple of fish, basically, at the moment that are yeah. uh, that are coming over to explore whatever the hell is going on over here. That's different than it was before. Okay, uh, I can of like you
2: see me just like cloak peering into the water, and he's like. Inside- um, I to see fish. I don't see do anything bigger. Um, I think it'd be safe to go in
1: into the water. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, like into the river or yeah. Okay, are you are you? I'm sorry. Are you diving into the wall into the wall of water? Is that what's happening? Yeah, I'm gonna swim down the wall of water. Oh, oh, okay. Like, like, no. You guys are down at the bottom of the trench. Oh, oh, there. okay. Maybe, maybe, I think. I think. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, Uh, you're
2: in a rowboat. I thought thought we were up and I was going to jump and swim down and be all cool, but apparently not. Dan ruined my plans. (laughs) Um, Talk to Rowan. She said it. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to stealth
1: into the boat with Puff Puff. Okay, so you're heading in, not waiting for for Edwin. Uh, All right, so while this is all going on, uh, Landis, you get the first look as Edwin flies into the hull of the barge. Um, The interior is dark. That doesn't matter. Uh,
3: Do mm, do
1: you have devil sight?
5: Yeah, so I can see through his eyes.
1: Right, does that use your (laughs) senses or his?
5: It uses his dark vision
1: okay then uh, then he can see just fine. He swoops in through the the gaping hole in the hull and uh, he kind of ducks under the jagged edges of wood and settles on an overturned crate that has broken open and whatever was in it is waterlogged and kind of strewn across the floor, actually the the ceiling of the hold. Um, And it looks like uh, it was cloth of some type. It's now horribly waterlogged and covered in river mud and just all kinds of nasty. Uh, there are several large areas of water and puddles just sort of trapped in here. And you can see a few river critters splashing around in it or swimming around in it. Uh, you can hear a uh, perturbed frog croaking from somewhere off in the, uh, the, the dark bowels of the barge. Uh, there are several uh, several other crates, boxes, that sort of thing. And you can see that towards the stern of the barge, it does kind of angle downward. Uh, and the water trapped in it gets deeper, and you can see that there's some mud, uh, a great deal of river mud that's kind of geysered up from the open entrance down into this hold area as the weight of the barge pushed down on the mud. It squeezed the mud up into the, into the hold. Okay. Right, so uh, shortly thereafter, Cloak and Puff Puff come climbing in through the broken hold, and you see much the same. I'm going to make a perception roll to see if I see anything
2: lurking. Uh, sure. Uh, 18. Nope.
1: Looks like just you and the crow.
5: Sorry. You said there were crates that were not open or crate, all the crates were open.
1: Let's see. Why don't you have uh, either you or um, Edwin or you through his eyes can make an intelligence investigation check.
5: Okay, I'll do it, because I don't have his stats right in front of me. If I can find it. That is a 19.
1: Uh, 19, okay. So, uh, Edwin goes fluttering about uh, as best he can. He kind of quickly <laughs> runs out of um, room to fly. And so he concentrates for a moment. There's a soft pop and a little puff of uh, kind of commingled crimson and gold mist, and the crow cloak turns into a big ass spider and clings to the underside. Well, what is what would be the deck? <laughs> the, uh, it is now your ceiling because the the barge is flipped over, and it scuttles along as uh, as the. Uh, the back of the barge gets tighter and tighter quarters, and it drops down onto uh, a pair of crates and starts scuttling all over it. Uh, it looks like he found some crates that are still intact, Landis.
5: Okay. <laughs> he is gonna, I'm gonna ask him, or direct him, or whatever. I'm gonna be him, and I'm gonna crawl over uh, as close as um, crawl over to cloak and drop down or climb up or whatever I need to do. Uh, onto his shoulder, and with one little spider finger, I'm just going to tap on his face and then back up a little bit on his shoulder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. <laughs> this this is oh. all happening, Cloak. Um, oh. And
5: then I, I do a little spider thing where I like kind of pull up on my back legs and have one little arm up and kind of go like this and then run back down and run over to one of the crates.
2: Okay, It's intact. <laughs> uh, I, I go. I go follow the spider,
1: uh, right. and I see the crates, and I start pulling out my crowbar. The uh, the spider that is glittering with these little gold and silver droplets and little chips of uh, crushed gemstone leads you through the hull of the uh, the barge toward these crates, and you can start cracking one open, no problem. So, uh, how long do you want to spend digging around in? Uh, in here. How much time do we have left until the spell's over? Ten minutes. Uh, probably at year this year point year? At, at this point, more like five or six. Um, okay. Uh, I would crack open one. Cr- How many crates are there? Currently, I mean, they're kind of scattered all over the place. Many of them are broken open. Um, d- 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 right here in the area that the spider brought you to, there are two intact crates. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, you got... The a total on your in- uh, investigation check, Birdie? Was it a 19, is that right?
5: 19, hmm 19,
1: okay. So while Cloak is jacking around with the crates, and uh, yeah, you can bust your crowbar out and start uh, cracking that crate open, no problem. Uh, you make fairly short work of it, but it, it is pretty sturdily put together, and it has these oiled um, canvas wraps around it to try and help protect it from water. So you have to spend some time busting through all of that. Uh, in the meantime, is through the spider's eyes and senses, you can see that several of the crates, several of them look like they might've just been broken by the, the ship, uh, by the boat capsizing, tumbling, and all the, all the raucous that's happened since then. One of them, you're pretty sure those are sharper marks on some of those wood shards.
5: Ooh, I'm gonna run over to one of those, and can I, is it uh, cracked in such a way that I can wriggle in and see?
1: Oh, yeah, it's basically ripped in half.
5: Oh, it is. Okay, is there anything uh, in there? Is there any remnant of anything?
1: With a 19, in the, the ripped open crate, there's a remnant of what looks like dark, wet mud. Like dark black, almost.
5: So different from the mud that was squished up from the bottom?
1: Yes, different from the river mud, and it has a distinctly metallic smell. And uh, now that you're kind of crawling around in these shards, the yeah. sharp edges from these broken crate slats—they look like, yeah, these were cut and torn with pretty tremendous force.
5: Can I? Um, hmm, I want to. Ca- I think I can. I can cast through my through my guy, right? I just want to cast detect magic.
1: Yeah, you can make the familiar the... uh, I think uh, only touch spells can be delivered through the familiar. Oh,
5: only touch spells? Okay. That's fine. Never mind. That's
3: how that works. Yeah.
5: I will climb onto the top, and then (laughs) I will jump up and down, waiting for for Cloak to see me. Okay. I can't make a noise as a spider, but Uh, I am jumping up and down (laughs) like crazy.
1: (laughs) Cloak, you have uh, you spent some time ripping open these crates, checking through them, and I'm going to throw you a bone because of Rowan clearing the water out, which made it much easier for you to navigate, find what you are you looking
3: for, and...
1: No, it's
3: okay. So you crack
1: open the crate, and you find it is a consignment of what look like gemstones packed in sawdust. There's a small, uh, a smaller box inside there stacked with, uh, with a few other things. There's, um, basically they are rough, uncut, fairly large, semi-precious stones. You see some large pieces of quartz um, and what looks like half of a, a sizable, probably about the size of a half of a melon, uh, amethyst geode. Okay. Uh, Cloak is loading up his uh, his haversack and
2: he's in the bag of holding.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, you just found yourself sixty gold pieces worth of semi precious gems. Okay, nice.
2: I'm gonna just put gems sixty GP for the time
1: being because I don't want sure. to convert that gold yet. Is there anything else in there other than gems? Uh, in there, there was probably other stuff that's um, you, like, not super interesting to you now that it's, um, it, it looks like the crate took on some water. So the other things that were in there have been waterlogged and damaged. At this point, how much time is left? Probably only a few minutes. Um, but you can see, now that you're at the, at the back there, spending some time looking around, you can see that where the river mud has been squished up into the, into the barge, you can see that the doorway leading into the aft cabin is still at least partially intact. And you can see kind of a dark cavity. I Shine the light into that cavity. Okay, so you uh, you make your way over and kind of crouch down. There's really not much of a gap there at the moment because of all the mud that's been pushed up into it, but you can definitely see that there is open space. It looks like the cabin is partially crushed from uh, the weight of the barge settling, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's not completely destroyed, and there's still open space and air in there. Well, air now that the water is poured
3: out.
2: Okay, uh, I'm going to try to maneuver my way in there.
1: Uh, yeah, how do you want to try and do that? Do you want to try and just like squeeze through the space? Do you want to clear out some of the mud? Um, I only have a couple minutes left. Yeah.
3: There's I also uh,
5: a spider jumping frantically behind you and turning in circles. <laughs>
6: <laughs> yeah, at this point, I go like, "Hey, Popov, pop, go go back to the boat.
1: Make sure you're safe." Um, spider, what spider? what? <laughs> so uh (laughs) looks at you and kind of licks her chops and says all right be careful i don't know how long the river is going to behave and she sort of trots back toward the hull of hull well all this is
4: going on rowan's checking the outside of the um hull of the ship
1: okay uh don't you make me an intelligence investigation check as you're you're going around and looking at it uh, immediately, without any sort of check required, you find several other damaged sections of hull where it looks like the planks have been cracked and buckled inward.
4: Uh, that's a 15.
1: 15, okay. So it looks like something uh, struck the the hull of the barge, just kind of peppered at various spots around uh, or around the side of the hull where you're looking, and cracked and dented into the wood, but it looks like whatever did this was concentrated at that area that is just sort of hole punched. And uh, you're able to absolutely determine it was probably, oh, either gigantic fists or maybe like rocks from a catapult.
4: Rocks from a catapult is very specific. Is there any other indication of what could have caused this?
1: I mean, um, it's been sitting in the river for who knows how long. Uh, I will say that near part of the, uh, the, the hull, hang on one second, Tilly, near part of the, the, the sort of rear part of the, the hull where it's been kind of uh, busted open, you can see that the, the hull was ripped wider, and uh, these marks have gouged into the wood at the side of it. So it looks like something um, took the hole that had been punched and then ripped it out with, um, with a 15 intelligence check and being able to get right up on it and see it, it's probably claw marks. These uh, four or five or three in various places, depending on what you're looking at, uh, gouges cut into the wood where it ripped splintered boards away to make the hole bigger. <sighs>
4: Rowan's going to go back over to Tilly and near, close to the entrance where um, Cloak and Edwin went into. We don't okay. have much yep. time left, and I want okay. to get out of this here as quickly as we can.
1: Okay, Tilly, what were you saying?
0: Uh, the... The question I want to ask you is: Last session, you had mentioned that the wood doesn't seem as if it's showing any rot, barnacle growth, etc. So it hasn't been right. many, many, many days. It's just been a right. little bit of time since this is solved, which yeah. is why, notably, she was like, "Maybe there's survivors." No, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so if it's pretty fresh, and I've got a warning, I would be like, "It's okay. Well, we need we need to move and make sure we don't get crushed under the water, whatever's coming." I don't know if it's still here or not because I don't know. Um, right. But I do want so, to send Baldwin in with her warning okay. at the time to go and tell them to hurry up. Um, just loudly inside the cavern, go in and shout like, "Or no, it has right. to be subject to subject, doesn't it?" Target, to target. I mean, like
1: you, you basically tell it to find someone, and it goes and delivers your message. So if anybody else okay. is in earshot, they'll hear it.
0: Okay, good. I'll, I'll tell loudly
1: them. at it. So yeah, the, the <laughs> silver one-eyed raven uh, pulls itself from the embossed emblem on Tilly's shield and flies gleaming into the into the hold in the blue light and says, "Go ahead, Tilly.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, let's see it's very short. so um, time to return water will fill ship. Let's see. Uh, damage not. Normal. It's weird because I wouldn't. I I feel like I know, but Tilly's not going to. Uh, danger! 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 Yeah, <laughs> essentially like hurry up. I think it's like under under danger, twenty words, so it's pretty light. Danger.
3: It's like, like twenty five
0: words.
2: Here. You
1: don't you don't have to use all the words. Yeah. Okay. So the uh, yeah the the silver bird comes in flying and Tilly's voice sort of. Uh, echoes out from its beak, warning you of of the time and and everything you just heard. Uh, Cloak, how were you dealing with that cabin? Uh, well, I walked over to
2: the jumping spider because I don't think I yeah. have time to get in there. Uh, so the spider
5: and- is <laughs> freaking out, and he he crawls down the side, um, or or maybe attaches to the top and then drops down a little bit. And starts taking his front two little arms and then his two little pedipalps and he's like trying to gather up a little bit of the dark gooey clay and then he mm-hmm. like looks like crawls up a little bit and looks at you and then drops down and starts doing it again um, and then looking at you expectantly with all eight of his not precious little to play, furry
3: faces. Play with little dirt.
5: <laughs> and then he holds up one of his little hands that has like a ball of stuff on it and he's like trying to give it to you, and then trying to get more at the same time with one hand.
2: Yeah, the little ball puts it, oh, thank you. Thanks so much. Uh, you can uh, see but-
5: all eight eyes rolling so hard, <laughs> and then he drops back down.
2: <laughs> um, at this point, like I would notice the claw marks. Can I make a nature roll? Yeah, you
1: can make an intelligence nature check. Twelve. Twelve. Uh... 're so maybe if you had all of it sort of together and could see a better example of the claw marks on the crate but it's kind of split apart and all you can see is you know deep gouge here cut wood there that sort of thing mm-hmm. you can't really you can't really gather much from it you can tell that whatever it was was fairly big so uh, easily human sized or larger probably larger okay um, okay okay bad at this point that... outside. Rowan, you can see water beginning to trickle down the edges of the trench as the uh, that top previously sharp line of the river is now beginning to ripple and pour.
4: And I can't recast this straight away too.
1: If you'd like to recast it, sure, absolutely. Yeah, I'll let you cast How much another longer control are you- water. Holding it.
6: How much longer are
4: you going to be in there?
6: Well, I mean, there's a whole cabin I want to explore and there's a bunch of crates with mysteries uh, inside
5: of them. Fine. And she's going the to... The spider has climbed onto your shoulder and is now wiping mud onto your face and then crawling back down to get oh, more flash?
1: Okay, Rowan, you can uh, cast the spell again. There's a shimmer as the the previous one lets go and the walls of the trenches sort of bulge inward a little bit unnervingly. You throw your hands out and they snap back straight. <laughs> So, you've bought them another 10 minutes.
4: You have more time. I, I can't help you after another 10 minutes. Oh,
6: okay. I, okay, uh, I'll, I'll be quick. Um, actually, uh, see if Tilly... I don't know how heavy these coats are. Um, see if Tilly wants to come and smash some coats and then we can get what's inside them.
0: That, are you saying this like, plainly to her? Because I was kind of close to Rowan earlier. I didn't oh, know
2: well, we yeah, that well, she, she, she's uh, she's a uh, she's in the entrance right now. Uh, oh, yeah. So I'd be
6: like, yeah, the, the, uh, yeah. if you want to smash these and get what's She jumps in. There.
0: Tilly's been apprehensive about approaching this boat because I live by the water. Leslie does, and I know walking in that sand with full armor is going to be a little bit, or the mud will be a little bit of a problem, but at the hope of smashing and taking some shit, she's like, let's go, and starts kind of trudging through to get over to the entrance and go in and smash. Right. So (laughs) if you start
1: chomping through the wet you know, river bed silt, uh, it is definitely difficult terrain, slowing you down, sucking at your boots, leaving these sort of dark smears on your on mm. your pants and armor and boots. And it smells just wonderful as you disturb this stuff and the, the gases of decay that have settled down to the bottom, all the di- dead vegetable matter just sort of all wafts up.
3: Delicious. Delicious
1: mud from fresh water smells. <laughs> so and you uh, sort of tromp your way over through the mud, sucking and splorching and cursing a little bit under your breath and you pull yourself up into the into the cavity of the, the barge.
0: Alright. I heard you needed some help, cook. I mean, I'm here. Where, what do you need me to open?
1: Uh, that,
6: well, those like a few crates around that had like those gems and that one that I found, but just whatever crates that you find, just smash it and they give you presents.
5: and For a minute, just
6: around for a, a, a crow. I have a crowbar. Oh, that's he's
5: Hi. a spider now. The spider, <laughs> the spider now crawls up onto Tilly, like and is poking you in the face, and then crawls back down to the. <laughs> And then crawls back <laughs> right down to the, to the little thing and starts trying to pick up with one tiny little spider, spider paw um, more mud and is holding it up to you and then trying to, like, with the other hand, pick some up. <laughs> uh, firstly, she's going to be like,
0: Landis, what, what? Is that you? I mean, I'm sorry, one is that you? I don't. And what? Why I are you He playing waves playing? one of his
5: other arms. <laughs>
0: Why are you playing with them, with them? I mean, but this she would... Can I roll uh, an insight check to see if I would know if this mud is different from the mud outside? I mean, um,
3: I'm just going to
1: assume
0: it's going to be the same
1: sort of yeah, decaying
0: yeah. underbelly mud.
1: The stuff from the crate?
0: hmm
1: Okay, uh, you could make an intelligence investigation check, and you're only proficient with brewer supplies, right, as far as tools? Yes. Right, okay. So yeah, intelligence investigation would be what we got. Sweet.
0: This is great, because I am not very intelligent. She has a nat one. Just letting you know.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. uh, Yeah. Nat one um, minus
0: two, so a negative one.
3: You are
1: (laughs) perplexed as to why this weird-ass spider is trying to tell you about river mud that's just all over the damn place in here.
5: Can I change my familiar form while I'm in my familiar form?
1: So so here's the thing. Edwin is an imp. He has the ability, just the natural ability, to shape change. He doesn't require you to cast mind familiar to change. Right, but
5: I can do that while I'm controlling him. I don't have to get out and then let him do it.
1: You basically just tell him to do it, and he does it.
5: Okay. So I will tell him, Edwin, be Edwin, (laughs) just for a minute.
1: (laughs) All (laughs) right. Infuriating. Yeah. So the, the spider begins to stretch and bulge and inflate and uh, in a pop of gold and crimson swirling mist, Edwin the Imp is uh, is standing there with his little scorpion stinger-tipped tail and his silver and gold capped nails and uh, his glittering adornments all over his red skin and he smiles up at you. Hello,
3: Captain.
5: Uh, don't I don't understand. F- why immediately take move? over, and you just hear Landis <laughs> yelling at you. What is wrong with you people? Is just get the mud. The mud in there is different than the other mud. Will you please just get the mud and take some back with us? <laughs> it's
0: so
3: much. I have so a much room weird. Room weird. It a the- uh. <laughs> All right, cloaks for your. Oh, oh okay, sorry.
1: sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was you're gonna say using the time...
0: Oh no! I hate this <laughs> <laughs> There's a tiny delay in our and it's like so hard for me to tell. What's yep. Going on. Sorry. yep, yep,
1: yep, yep. All right, I'm going to cloak. Uh, so you're using the time <laughs> bought by the extra the extra trench of water, the Moses effect, the the Rowan, to dig out the entrance to the cabin a little bit and try and get in there. Is that yeah. what I was uh, taking? Okay, so you start digging and tearing at the mud. It's uh, difficult to work with. It's wet. It's um, it's almost like pudding in its consistency, but it's starting to firm up now that the water is drained out of it some more. And uh, it's, I mean, you're getting filthy. You're probably just black, dark brown up to your elbows at this point in the, in the muck. And mm-hmm. um, you start catching a strange smell uh, as you're digging through the mud. And just as you um, you, uh, you you think for a second that maybe you're just kind of getting a, a whiff of that metallic tang from the weird silt that the frickin' spider smeared on your face under the mask, uh, until you realize that it's sort of hitting you a little bit harder every time a little puff of air sort of wafts out of the cabin. And it's this very thick, after you pull this big chunk of firm... Uh, mud aside uh, some uh, up of it uh, up above it kind of releases and flops down and puffs out into your face. It smells like blood in there, and uh, right about the time you have that realization there's a shadow that moves just above you in the doorway and drops right in front of you and staring up at you is a bloated greenish tinged human face with Looks like leeches coiling and curling out of its mouth and on its skin, and uh, just staring up at you with this gaping, bloated mouth.
2: Okay. Uh, I'm pulling out my sword and yelling, Trissa. <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. Trissa. <laughs>
1: oh, no. It's uh, it's Morkrin.
3: Yeah. Yep. All right. Say- so you.
1: you- You whip out the saber and it bursts into flames and uh, you kind of jump back and you see the firelight glittering in the corpse's dull eyes. And uh, it sort of slumps down the little slope of mud you've created and its arms flop once they're free of the constraining doorway and water just sort of belches out of its mouth that is thick and dark with decay and blood and uh, squirming leeches and its chest is crushed. Mm,
2: okay. It, looks so like
1: not... it, was once, it was once a, uh, a human male, probably. <laughs>
2: uh, okay, well, uh, I go poke it with my
1: sword to make sure it's dead. It's uh, it's pretty juicy. It doesn't really move, except for the wiggles as you
2: Okay. It like, ah. sizzles and
1: under the flames.
2: Okay. And then, then I'm
1: like, oh, trust
2: and then I put it away. Is there any, like, claw marks or anything, like, eating at it by chance?
1: I mean, like uh, well, like little critters, that sort of thing? Uh, yeah, or just anything
2: that looks like it was bigger, maybe a gator or
1: a crocodile or something? Oh, um, no, no, nothing really like that. It definitely has lots of, uh, it looks like the wildlife has been at it. Um, when Mm -hmm. it was flooded, there was probably fish and other things. Okay.
2: Um, at this point, uh, then I'll just kind of make my way past the body, uh, and, Mm -hmm. uh, try to get into the cabin.
1: You sort of pull it down and out of the way and it's, uh, awkward and difficult. It's large, it's bloated, it's waterlogged. And it's kind of oddly articulated, given its crushed rib cage. It moves in ways you don't really expect a body to as you try to pull it around. So it takes you a little bit of like awkward doing to uh, 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 get it out of the way enough that you can sort of clamber over the legs into the uh, into the cabin. So you get in there and um, you hold up the lantern and you see another corpse in the far side of the room. This one is small and reptilian with leathery and scaly hide and uh, a, a long sort of pointed snout with uh, a little crest of horns above its eye ridges and along the back of its head uh, and it is slumped back over a sea chest that is standing open and it's kind of like flopped over it
2: okay uh, I want to go peek into the, the chest with like my sword out at the body mm-hmm see if I see anything in there.
1: All right, so the rest of you sort of watch as the commingled blue and red firelight from his lantern and burning sword just sort of washes back out of this inverted doorway, uh, throwing lurid shadows over that gruesome corpse. Uh, inside, you can sort of knock the cobalt out of the way and poke around in the chest. Um, it looks like it was probably, excuse me, full at one point, but has been ransacked. However, uh, you do manage to pull some things aside and find something that was missed. There is a stout glass vial that has a sealed stopper. Okay, I put that in the pouch. pick it up. It's actually, um, it's not so much a vial, it's actually more of a small flask. It has kind of a rounded, uh, flared out bottom, and there Mm. is a uh, sort of dark red liquid inside of it. And as you kind of hold it up to the light, you can see these faint glitters sort of swirl in the in the liquid.
2: Purple. Uh, anything else that I see in the room that
1: uh, sticks out at all? Uh, nope, not really. It looks like um, mud and grossness <laughs> and like even rotting like I wouldn't find anything or anything like that. I mean, uh, you'd probably have to do something like clear all the mud out of here, and you don't really have time for that unless you want to do it no. in the water. Okay. okay.
2: Uh, at this point, like uh, I look around, uh, and there's nothing on the kobold. I imagine. Um, uh, yeah, you, you pat the kobold down.
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you find. You actually find that he had the the kobold had hidden a fairly sizable belt pouch tucked into its pants. You uh, you find an odd bulge back by its hip, and uh, you hear sort of a shifting metallic sound. You pull it out, and there's a pouch full of silver pieces that it managed to tuck away for all the good it yep. did. Uh, I take those silver pieces. Okay. There's uh, 45 of them in total when you have a chance to, to check through it.
2: Okay. Um, I have to math real quick, but I uh... Yeah, I got it. Um, so, uh, yeah, at this point, uh, it, looking around, I don't see anything that stands out, uh, and I don't have enough time to clear anything out.
1: Uh, I start making my way through and see if Tilly needs any help with the crates. Um, go ahead and give me an intelligence investigation check while you're poking around in there. Let's see. Let's see how well you do. Ten? Ten. You have bright light and a lantern of revealing burning. Uh, I'll give it yeah. to you. You notice under a slurry of mud that had covered up a bunch of crap over in debris over in the corner. You can see the corner of a waterlogged but still mostly intact thick leather-bound book.
2: Okay, I grab the book and I'm like,
1: oh, <laughs> it kind of sucks in the mud as you pull it out, and uh, you uh, wriggle your way back out over the corpse, back into the hold. Uh, the rest of you, while you were waiting on Cloak, uh, I assume you haven't been, been completely idle. You've been searching around looking for more stuff, seeing what you could find.
0: Tilly's um, yeah. definitely yeah, between, like, scooped up this friendly yelling spider that sounds like Landis and, and like, hi, <laughs> like, an e- yeah. yeah. Take now
3: two, a, take two, two
0: f- hands. Oh, sorry, sorry, it is Imp, that's yeah. right, sorry. Yeah. All right, yeah, and, Landis, Edwin or whoever voice is happening. I'm Edwin, Children. although
1: it's <laughs> it's an easy mistake to make. The boss can talk through me, so, you know.
0: I mean, I was wondering, it was like, he was just yelling. And she's gonna, as she's like talking to Edwin, carry on with like trying to smash. Do you, you know which crate he was particularly into smashing? Oh, them? yeah,
1: yeah, this one over here, ripped up by all the claw marks, that one. The oh, one oh, you were all right. yeah
0: Okay, and That's then she'll Swing, Scoop take a two-handed mud. swing at it. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were, he wanted me to smash the crates.
1: No, Landis wanted you to take some of the weird dark mud from the broken Oh, crate.
0: sorry. I'm so sorry. I was referring to cloak, but... Uh, oh, cloak, you mean
1: yeah. It right, went to so smash yeah, you guys, to, right, so you guys <laughs> go around and find a couple of crates, you smash them. Why don't um, Tilly, Landis, and Rowan, are you in there too? Or are you still outside? Uh, Ro-
4: Rowan's actually in there now, helping search. Okay, so why don't
1: each of you roll me a d8? And tell me, tell me what you get. Eight. Eight. Uh, Six. Okay. Uh, So as you guys uh, search through all of the, uh, the few remaining crates that there are, you find uh, some scattered coin, not necessarily in the crates, but sort of in the hold. Uh, You find the corpse of a dwarf woman and you find a a money pouch tucked into her vest. And you can see that the side of her face has begun to rot pretty heavily because it looks like she's been slashed down the side of the face across her throat that ripped her throat open and past her chest. Uh, And so uh, she is up near the uh, the very bow of the hold of the barge. But uh, between that and some various valuables and baubles you find and some salvageable uh, worthwhile cargo amongst the crates, you find 160 gold pieces worth of, of various swag. But in searching through all of this, you also are quite convinced that there was quite a bit more in here. You're not sure what or how much but it looks like even before the tumble, that doesn't um, explain a lot of the damage and the debris that you see in here. It looks like this place was ransacked.
0: Weird. Um, how much more on our time do we have, Rowan?
1: Not much at this point. Probably about three minutes. i
0: just going to uh, shout to Cloak. Cloak, we need, I mean, the Cloak is on here, but she's going to shout to Cloak. Cloak, we need to hurry up and, and get out of here.
3: And
1: right, start making so, way back. to build up the knot, make, yeah. <laughs> You all make your way back to the rowboat. Uh, once you get out there, you can Way see before, that-
5: before, before, before. Okay, Landis okay. has, uh, Edwin has found. I've, I have asked Edwin to, or as Edwin have picked up anything, a cup, a a a piece of wood with an indent in it, something that will hold something and just scooped up some of this black mud and handed it to dilly and just said take this to landis please but in landis's place
1: (laughs) all right so it looks like um edwin managed to find a dented silver cup not really anything to write home about craftsmanship wise but you know Silver, silver, and use that to scoop up some of the the, the the strange dark mud from the crate and handed it to you, <laughs> admonishing you in Landis's voice. Uh, and you have just enough time to get out toward the rowboat. Um, once you get out there, you can see that Chiron and Theron are um, basically standing at um, kind of a nervous, not really attention, but at watch. They have short swords drawn. Uh, let's see, Theron has a short sword drawn and Kyron has two, uh, two long curved knives, and they're just kind of watching all around. They, they look a bit spooked. And they, they look over to you, and Kyron says, Fantastic, are we ready to get out of here?
0: I, anything to report?
1: Uh, nothing other than, you know, and she sort of gestures up at the, the swirling walls of water.
2: Is, is Cloak back in as well?
1: Yeah, I figured Cloak was making his way out as well.
2: Yeah, I was, I was making my way out to help if uh, at all if I could and then uh, then head back with everyone else. Did we find anything more?
0: We found a Yeah, dead they found lady some more dwarf. treasure.
2: And a dead lady dwarf. Oh. Yeah. Did she have anything in her pockets?
1: Yep.
0: <laughs> I mentioned you'd want to take it because Tilly was like, I'm not going to take money off the dead like that. I'm not a dead sailor.
1: <laughs> Alright, so you all scurry back up onto the boat, and uh, just about as the last of your, your muddy, disgusting boots clump into the, into the wooden bottom of the boat, the walls of water shimmer, ripple, and begin to pour. Just pour, the river runs straight down these otherwise glassy walls, and begin filling the trench back in. And in a matter of seconds with a a roaring and swirling, the water swooshes in underneath the boat tips it upright, rocking, and begins to lift it back up toward the surface. Uh, The water begins to fill into the, the now fully submerged barge. You can hear the air blurbling and escaping and sort of puffing out the broken hull as the water fills in. You hear some creaking of timbers as the weight shifts, but it doesn't rise back up to the surface. It is well and goodly sunk now and your boat just sort of rides the rising water back up to the surface of the river. Yeah, Theron uh, breathes out a bit of a, a bit of a huff and says, well, that certainly was something. Captain, back to the ship.
0: Hi, let's head back to the ship. I thought we'd we'll make sure Landis gets this.
1: So he, uh, he sets down to the oars and uh, in short order has you brought back to the ship. The boat is hoisted up and you're all uh, pulled aboard.
2: Okay, I sit next to Kiran on the way back, and uh, I'm like, "That was fun, wasn't it?"
1: She uh, flashes you a, a grin with uh, and sort of shakes her head and says, "This is going to be an interesting voyage, I think." Oh
6: yeah, I could tell you, I could tell you uh, all the stories from uh, Zurbach and then uh, then the Shadow Krug. Oh, that was fun. Well, the end
1: of it, you a would Greg, She oh, yeah. uh, she has a note in her voice like she, yeah, like, okay, sure. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear all about it. How oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> all right.
6: Uh, I so... Have concerns and,
4: we should evacuate this area as quickly as possible.
6: Oh, okay. Was there something I missed? Well, that- None of the bodies were eaten.
4: Well, that damage
0: wasn't created
4: by weapons. It was by...
0: And the, the by, ship had clearly been looted more than we had. So if there is anybody or anything or, that's been after anything. Yeah,
6: I found a, I found a chest. I found a few things, but I didn't find a full chest. I found, like, a person in there. I don't know what the person is. Maybe like a human
2: potion. Maybe something else. I don't know. But I also found this book, and, like, I pull out the muddy tome,
1: and I'm like... Ah. Is there
0: anything up? About the tome that we would see then, other than the mud? Um,
1: So, just at the first glance, it looks like a ship's log of sorts.
0: Do you you mind if I read it?
6: Oh, go ahead. If there was a magic book, I was going to give it to Glass.
1: (laughs) All right. So, uh, you take the book, and it is in pretty sorry condition. Um, It's waterlogged, it's pretty hideously bloodstained on, the, on a few of its pages, and it's covered in mud. A lot of it is illegible, smudged, and uh, the ink is run. But uh, it looks like some of the more recent uh, entries are intact, and you can see some of the, the dealings that this barge has been doing, running cargo up and down the river. And it looks like they were delivering a consignment of iron, gemstones, sundries, and copper to Canton Grizzle.
0: I told me she shared the information out loud to everybody. Notably already, I just want to say, giving this cup to wherever Landis is because I don't want anything to do with that.
3: <laughs> sure. <laughs>
1: um, when but you... does it say how
0: much of the shipments were in there? Like
1: Right. So when you start looking through, a lot of it is not intact enough to get an exact count, but you can kind of ballpark it, and there was probably a couple thousand gold worth of cargo that's mentioned in there.
0: Yeah, that's unless we missed some very large crates at the bottom. Yeah, there was nowhere uh, near. About there's nothing. Yeah, we yeah.
6: only oh, no, did whatever. But was... what? no, I was saying, no. It, it it was definitely pirated.
0: I'm just curious because the, the hole in the hole that we would have seen outside was I mean there was a few was regular but there was torn by massive
4: giant claws <laughs> and sharp teeth
6: well I don't know if any creatures that live in the area. I saw the claw well actually like I tried to discern what they were but like with the, the spider handing me mud was kind of distracting and then <laughs> um yeah, and and you know all the other things. Can I have
0: a look at that mud, please? Oh, I gave it to Landis.
6: Well, Landis I, clearly
5: wanted
6: it, so. I got some mud <laughs> on my face. You
5: I walk oh, up and, uh, with the cup, and I would I say, Rowan, I would love it if you would take a look at this weird ass mud that was in one of these crates and tell me if there's something strange about it, because apparently. I thought I was the only one that cared, only one that cared about the mud. I was just the thought was being real clear about how important it seemed. But I guess not.
6: Is... I thought was Please tell was me what it is. <laughs> so
4: she'll she'll take a closer look at it now.
1: My goodness. Uh, all right. So make <laughs> and It's like
5: it's just fucking mud. Okay. <laughs> <It's
3: just laughs>
1: And there's a number of proficiencies that could add to it, tool proficiencies particularly. Uh, what tool proficiencies do you have, if any?
4: Uh, any that I want. Aha! Uh-huh. With my um, channel divinity. Go ahead,
1: go ahead and burn your channel divinity. Uh, you yep. can touch your amulet of uh, your holy symbol of Wotan, whisper your prayer to the Rune Father, and feel some of his insight flow across your awareness and you can go ahead and make me an uh, intelligence check with your proficiency bonus added.
4: Okay. It is a 15.
1: 15, okay. Uh, All right, so you're able to determine uh, pretty straight away that definitely that metallic smell uh, tips you off to it. That is definitely iron, uh, basically ore, dust, and residue. Not too much longer, that'll probably be a nice, bright rust red. But there's something interesting mixed in with it. There are these dark, almost charcoal, metallic-looking flecks that have bits of gleaming brightness in them. And if you didn't know better, you'd say that was flakes of adamantine.
4: I don't know what's exactly this barge was carrying but uh iron and adamantine is what this is it's not mud
0: was adamantine in the ship's log
2: of oh no yeah. no indeed
0: i was
1: like i mean like this and i like knock on my armor
0: i
3: that's
1: when he uh, when he reveals his his adamantine chain shirt then yeah you're you're convinced that wasn't was just adamantine. iron ore or iron ingots in there. There was something made of adamantine as well.
4: What was this? Of
0: something? I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and make the executive decision that we start moving while we think about it and talk. If that's all right.
1: All I need to okay. hear about that, says uh, Kelleth, and he snaps about orders and several sailors rush to the capstan and begin cranking the massive winch around and uh, hauling the anchor up. Uh, chief among them, the Minotaur, who seems to be doing the work of three sailors with his uh, massive shoulders and his cloven hooves clumping in, in the deck. Betty,
2: that's
1: uh,
0: all I have to say.
2: I, I From start, somebody
0: uh, who knows
2: right. <laughs> I, I, I start knocking on Landis's leg.
1: Tung,
2: tung, tung. Hi. Are you okay?
5: Oh, I'm. Yeah, I'm fantastic. Um,
2: okay. Just, well, yeah. Here, hold on. And then I start pulling out uh, the gemstones I got. Yeah. And uh, I was like, "You know how to cut these, huh?"
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are gorgeous. Those will make some nice, some nice pieces. What? What do you want? You okay. want like a necklace or? Maybe some some yeah, earrings. Can you
6: make like a, a nice necklace, like for me? Like I'll be amethyst. Yeah. And then you can have the rest of it.
5: Okay, fantastic. Yeah, I've got. Um, I picked up some stuff in the last town that that would work to. Yeah. I can't completely You know, abandon my favorite thing in the world. So I, I bought a few tools. Okay. Should be able yeah. to manage.
4: Why? Why is it that you are more concerned about what we found, what you looted from the barge? And not concerned about what sunk it in the first place.
0: Till laughs and goes to your <laughs> no clock <laughs> yet?
6: I mean, A, if something was still there, then I'd be worried, right? B, um, I, you know, like, let's live in the now and, like, I don't see any danger. Um, And, uh, and apparently there was no danger around. So they pirated it and they left. Uh, I would just recommend that we keep our eyes peeled uh going further, um, because they might have staged further down the way. That's my point. We don't
0: we don't know which direction, so we do have to be, you know, eyes and ears prepared for anything that'll be on the water on the way. But what I mean what Clock's trying to say is I mean and, and from my take from it, don't don't take my word for it. There's probably a lot of smuggling that happens on this water. I don't know what water smuggling exactly. It doesn't clearly define anything in the captain's log, but...
1: Is, is something, and something involved?
0: attracted somebody, you know?
1: Uh, no, it's not illegal, but it is rare and uh, highly prized. Hmm, okay. It's stronger, harder than steel, relatively easy to work, and uh, is... Easier than most metals to enchant as well. So uh, it is sought after for a number of applications. Your Where armor. you
0: say?
3: Something I'm so sorry.
0: I thought you were stopping. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Go ahead. I'm the worst with like guessing when what's happening. Yeah, you're good. Where did you say the ship log had this shipment heading again?
1: Heading toward Canton Gristle.
0: Okay. I just want to make sure. Just wonder if there's something to keep an eye out. At Kenton Grisle because what I mean we are we are headed there, so
3: mm-hmm.
0: Maybe Roland if we if we get there and we realize that there's something to keep an eye out for or other ships or ask about it and maybe an illegal or underground market there for this stuff.
6: Well they are in a war, aren't they?
0: I am I are they at war then?
1: I mean they're sort of um, flooded with refugees at the moment. Mm. Uh, Canton Grisole itself is close to the border of the Blood Kingdom. Um, There's a fort farther up from the Canton that is definitely kind of like the front, the border outpost that is often having to deal with, uh, with the undead.
6: Well, there might be uh, trying to cut off supplies getting up to them. So, that's why I say, like, you know, maybe we keep our eyes peeled for anything that's uh, out of the ordinary.
4: <sighs> There's something not right, and I can feel it
0: in my bones. My worry is, since there was such a large shipment of items and crates on that boat that have now been acquired by some other something, there could be other uh, adamantine things that have been acquired by those individuals. So that's what I'm worried about. Like, I don't want to face anybody on the water that we'd have to potentially fight with that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, your armor is pretty fancy. So I don't know. I don't know if I want to deal with anybody in anything or a large amount of that. Or
6: wielding really that either. Hmm. Wielding like a, like a, like an animatium sword. Like
0: let I mean, She's like knocks on wood. Let's <laughs> jinx it, like... <laughs> okay.
6: <laughs>
1: All right. So in short order, the princess is. Set sail and heading north once again, leaving the now sunken grave essentially in the river behind you. Uh, you can as see they, several. Yeah, good as they
4: depart, Rowan's just for what it's worth, muttering a prayer for their souls to the Rune Father.
1: Uh, and and in fact, you see several of the sailors go up to the uh, up to the rail as the ship slides away and they seem to offer similar benedictions or at least charms against meeting the same fate, having seen uh, fellow sailors consigned to a watery grave. But quick enough, they snap back to their duties and the ship is propelled north, carrying you farther and farther away from the free city of Zobek. So uh, the rest of the day, this was kind of bright and early in the (laughs) mid-morning there. Uh, The rest of the day passes relatively uneventfully. There are several other vessels traveling southward that you run across. Um, They're not making the best time since they're running against the current. But uh, you see that the first mate kind of steers the ship within shouting distance of them, and occasionally they'll uh, they'll kind of yell queries for news or uh, warnings uh, back and forth. Um, for the most part, nothing out of the ordinary or unexpected comes your way. Um, uninteresting news about this town or that mine, that sort of thing. Uh, and you find yourselves pushing on toward evening uh, the shifts of sailors change as, uh, as time goes on and the sun begins to sink toward the mountains in the west behind the iron crags. Uh, where does everyone find themselves in the evening?
4: I think Rowan's on the deck again.
0: Is it a clear evening or a cloud evening?
1: <laughs> uh, it is... Kind of half and half, right? Depending on the moment, you can actually see some stars now. Uh, you've been rained on a few times during the day. It looks like that cleared some of the clouds away, so it's not constantly threatening the way it was the previous few days. Uh, it's starting to clear.
0: All right. And once once Landis is uh, back from h- h- grabbing his his water, <laughs> Tilly will try to coerce Landis to come out onto the deck to look at all the stars. Okay. <laughs> I better wait though I don't want to <laughs> uh, Landis, Tilly's been Tilly's gonna try to like coerce you to come onto the deck to see the night sky and all the stars since you've seen so e- uneasy with being on the water but she's gonna try to convince you that like this is what's so beautiful about sailing the night sky, you can see like every star in the sky it's beautiful without okay. all the light of the city right? No stink or smell, just the sea. The sea
3: right.
1: So, Landis, if you uh, follow Tilly up onto deck, it is a um, crisp, not clear, but getting close enough, you can actually see some of the night sky through the through the clouds that are scudding by overhead. Uh, there's about a. a sort of a waning crescent moon, so not a terribly bright night either. But you can see these uh, star fields glittering like jewels in this deep, rich, almost dark purple velvet of the night sky. When you're out away from the lights and uh, out just in, in this wilderness on the river, um, it astonishes you how there really is no empty space in the sky. All of it is filled with stars, no matter how faint the in the background there.
0: See, so, yeah, how you can see so many of them without being in the town walls and the light in the city. It's cl- it's a great space to clear your mind, I think, if you got a lot on it, you know. If you got a lot on your mind. A lot. So
5: much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you've got a lot of worries, you can like let it go to the sea now. Like you could go and stand over the railing if you want to be by yourself and... Often, I will whisper my fights of fears into the water, or at the water, and just let it go. Just maybe to help you understand the water, or at least be more aware of being. I don't, I don't if, just let your fear go. Just go Go and tell the ocean, or go and tell the river or the water, not the sea, but still. So. Go and tell it your, your fear. Let it go to it.
5: Okay, okay, okay. Uh, whatever, and he gets him and walks so to it's the, silly like it's side. Okay. Rowan's like, <laughs> 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 he just walks away, and then he just starts. You guys can just hear him mumbling to himself at the water about.
4: You can you can technology. say it louder if you wish.
5: <laughs> get out of Shouting. here! Can't listen. It's between me and the water. That's what it's about, right? Yeah,
0: clearly what it's about. We should go to Rowan and be like, "Man, I've just got, like, Alandis used to being on this water. I never leave his room. Just always. He's in there. Always. I have, in there. have you <laughs> considered that it might be because
4: the sea air could easily rust him?
0: Well, we definitely procured a lot of oil to help with any sort of rust before we left, but, I mean, I... I I Look, if I hear any more yammering about being on the war, I don't know what to say. This is just my effort, so.
4: I must <laughs> wonder oh, if for him, he's... Gilforged, they are souls that have ended up in the machines. They They had bodies once, did they not?
0: Hey, that's what I've heard. I begin to wonder Are you why... proposing that maybe he was a sailor before?
4: No, no. I begin to oh. wonder who or what he was before to have ended up in such a body. Or if his condition is...
0: I mean, do you think I'm it's rude sure. just to ask him? Or, I mean, I'm sure it would be I mean, maybe maybe has story oh, to tell. He's been clearly alone with Edwin for quite a while. so maybe, maybe Since when have you known to me Darwin's to have story. manners? <laughs> That's why I was implying that maybe you could ask if you'd like. An old girl has no need for manners.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you heard, did, you see, did you see the way Cloak looked at the tiefling when we were on the boat? <laughs> <laughs> well, he does seem to have an affinity for the hells hey, I hope that tiefling didn't mind I don't want to quarrel with our tiefling I um, had a vote. very
4: interesting conversation with uh, Puff Puff the other
0: night, too Alright Sometimes I forget Puff Puff can speak It's a little weird Just randomly she'll start going off and I'm just
3: I forgot. I forgot that you speak.
1: Oh. In the background, Puff chatting. Puff is trotting across the deck, just sort of chattering at a sailor.
0: <laughs> I mean, did Puff Puff seem like she was enjoying where we were going? Or did Puff Puff oh, yes, seem she, like she loves, the, she loves the Sierra? She's lo-
4: enjoying being away from the city, I think. Just as you.
3: I, I
0: knew I loved that dog. <laughs> <laughs>
4: She's so simple. She doesn't seem. Everyone seems to have secrets to keep. She doesn't. She's so. She's not simple, but she.
0: She's free. I like that. That's. I mean, that's true. I don't. I don't have any secrets. I think I've told you all my secrets, haven't I? I mean, there was that one time way back, but that's not.
4: I'm. I'm not sure that that you telling me about one of your first crushes back in the village is much of a secret.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, it was. It was a very. It was a very lovely. If you don't want, it's fine. I won't tell you. Maybe we'll save it for another time. I, maybe over a large ale. Uh, have you heard anything else about? Can you hear anything else, Landis? Is as whispering. Rowan's going to listen to see if she can hear
4: Landis.
1: Uh, Sure. Make a wisdom perception check, and Landis, if you're trying not to be overheard, you can make a uh, charisma deception check. Oh. Oh no. the. The birdie appears to be frozen. He's, he's rusted we'll worry
4: up.
1: About that
4: in
1: a uh, Cloak, where whereabouts are you during all of uh, these evening hours as they try to eavesdrop on Landis's mutterings? Um. I'm, is the meal time over? Yeah, yeah. This is this is after after dinner, and uh, people are sort of settling for did, the night for the most part. Did the whole crew come, or did uh, specifically uh, Kieran?
2: Sorry, did Kieran come to dinner? Oh, uh, uh, Kyron. Yeah, she did. Kyron. Yeah. Okay, I would have made her a special plate. Oh, what does this special plate entail? Uh well it would be a Niemheim uh treat. Uh where uh I don't know what that entails, but I'm gonna make it up as we go. So uh, it'd be kind of like a breakfast for dinner kind of scenario where it has oh, like right. eggs and some sort of a gnomish blood sausage. Uh Sick with breakfast. uh yeah. Uh <laughs> uh and basically like uh in some sort of like grits that uh, are seasoned with a uh, uh Spicy, um, fiery chili.
1: Ooh, yum. Uh, All right, go ahead and make me a um, wisdom check with uh, your cooked utensils proficiency.
2: Okay. That would be a whopping nine.
1: A nine. All right, it's it's all right. It's better than the last breakfast attempt. Um, You know, you do what you can in the. in the shipboard accommodations. They're not the best. But yeah. Hey, here you go. Oh, thank you. It's interesting. She sort of looks around uh, a little, maybe a, a just a hair suspiciously that you seem to be giving her something different than the rest of the crew. She just kind of takes it and, and smiles and goes and sits down.
2: Okay. And then, uh, if she's like one of the last people there, I'll go sit at the table. And then, uh, but if she's not and she leaves, and I'm busy like cleaning the kitchen and stuff like that, I'll just focus on that. But
1: there's not really much in the way of a table. People either take their their food up onto the deck or just kind of find places in the in the lower deck. uh, I'm thinking like either on
2: a hammock, on a bunk, um,
1: that sort of thing.
2: I'm thinking like the Navy, where there is like a galley and stuff like that, and there's tables and all that.
1: So there's a galley, but it really, the ship isn't big enough to have space for, like, a dining room area. So people just kind of make, the the sailors just kind of make do. Um, Now, in the captain's cabin, there's most definitely a table. And you all probably usually eat in there, um, if you want. Or you can mingle with the crew. Up to you.
3: Uh,
1: Tilly's very, very
0: quick to (laughs) invite everybody to her captain's quarters to share a meal. So if you want to eat there, you're more
1: than welcome. And in fact, there's an area that basically is modular. It can kind of turn into a dining area for the officers and then be cleared away when it needs to be open.
2: Okay. Um, So uh, I would uh, do my normal cleaning stuff and uh, uh, I guess kind of wander around the ship and see who I run into.
1: Okay. Um, So you're just sort of wandering the deck or... uh... Mm-hmm. Main deck, or okay. So you can uh, you come up on deck, and you can see Puff Puff just sort of nattering away at one of the sailors. Uh, looks like the trollkin that has. Um, so unlike Glaz, this trollkin looks fairly different. Um, Glas's skin was sort of pale, the sort of ochre color. Uh, this trollkin mm-hmm. is almost more um, kind of like a mixture of purple and green. Much mm-hmm. uh, much darker hued and doesn't have those uh, massive knobby um, stone like protrusions all over uh, all over his skin. Um, the The trollkin uh, seems intrigued by Puff Puff uh, and doesn't seem like a big talker, and so it's very kind of monosyllabic uh, clipped responses. As Puff Puff mm-hmm. just sort of walks around asking questions, making observations, that sort of thing, and seems content enough to be doing it, but um, neither does the Trollkin seem to be perturbed by her presence. It's, okay. uh, it's kind of a weird weird dynamic going on between them. Not too far from there, you can see Tilly and Rowan sort of, uh, not really huddled together, but kind of leaning on the rail, uh, mm-hmm. listening to the of the river sort of splash against the hull as you uh, as you slice your way north uh, and they're kind of just talking quietly to each other and you can see Tilly is like not super subtly kind of leaning over this way and like tilting her head so she can try and overhear what appears to be Landis kind of a quarter way up the steps to the quarter deck uh, like staring lock eyed out into the water and just sort of like extreme, low, murmuring to himself.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, at, when I see that scene, I'm like, nope, let's rude. And then I go back downstairs. I'm going to look for uh, the
1: hooded guy that rode our boat. The hooded guy that rode your boat? Alright. Uh, that would be Theron. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you find Theron in the lower deck. Yeah. So there's an area where they have slung out hammocks for uh, the shift changes to, uh, to kind of hot bunk. And mm-hmm. Theron has a hammock that he's kind of assigned to at the moment, but he's not using it. Instead, he's sitting cross-legged and uh, with his back just kind of up against the, the wall, up against the bulkhead, and he is sort of idly rolling his hands Uh against one another, his palms. Maybe as if he had like something between them that he was rolling in his hands. Can I see his skin? Is
3: that
4: a
1: weed? Yeah, you can see his skin. Um, it looks like his skin would be fairly pale, but it seen just an awful lot of sun and weather exposure, so it's gotten that mm-hmm. sort of uh, bronze kiss to it. Okay. Uh, um... His fingers, much like the rest of his build, are very slender and a little bit long
2: okay uh can i stealth up on him
1: sure you can attempt it make a dexterity stealth check
2: uh that'd be a 24.
1: okay that's pretty good so there's really not much in the way of hiding places to creep up on him but you're kind of banking on the fact that he's not looking and just trying to creep Mm -hmm. up on him quietly right yeah okay so uh, you creep up to him and you kind of time your steps with the roll of the ship and so any creaks from your, uh, from your footfalls will be masked in just the sounds of, of shipboard, uh, shipboard life and you approach right up to him.
2: Okay. Like I uh, like look over, is his eyes closed by chance? He still has his hood on and it's pulled
1: down over his face. <laughs>
2: Okay. Uh, I am going to uh, then tap him on the shoulder and be like, how?
1: So you, uh, you reach out to tap his shoulder, and before you touch him, you hear his voice. Can I help you? Yeah, what are you about? I'm sorry? What are you about? He uh, kind of tilts his head and uh, and, and looks over towards you. You see a uh, just the, the tip of a clean-shaven chin. Um, again, probably originally very pale skin, um, not quite as weathered as his hand and arms, because it looks like mm-hmm. he keeps that coat on pretty religiously, so it's pretty well shaded. But I mean, there's no way to keep it from <laughs> seeing the sun at least a little bit, so, uh, yeah. so it's you know, some color. The line of his jaw is very almost sharp, kind of a narrow chin. And he says, I don't think I understand what you mean.
6: Well, what kind of person are you? Like, what's your story? What are you about?
3: Well,
1: I'm a sailor, and my story Uh is my own.
6: But stories are how you can tell what kind of person someone is.
1: Mm. That is a bit of a conundrum for you. How will Mm, you tell what kind of person I am if I don't tell you my story? Mm,
2: I'm going to roll insight on him. Sure. Uh, That would be a 18.
1: There's no expression to read. His Mm -hmm. body language is almost completely unchanged from when you were across the deck and you you weren't, he didn't know you were there, you weren't talking to him. Uh, and his voice is even and low and reveals nothing. So he kind of sounds patient. Is really all you're, you're able to get off of him. Okay. Um,
6: so, um, uh, you yes, see fairly calm most of the time and even uh, when, because I imagine you didn't hear me walk up and you were a little bit startled when I said something uh, and you know uh, very much so is that you have a patience about you like you're always like mm, cool during maybe a crisis situation you know that's what I can tell from you just by you know talking to you
1: So, in the absence of learning my story from me, you're going to write a story for me based on what you see.
6: Well, it's only a passing. I don't know if it's actually true or not. This is only how I observe, and that could be wrong. The story someone tells you could be wrong. It's very true. But you just seem very interesting, and you're always hiding, and I don't know why you're
2: always hiding. As I'm like peeking over around his face, and like looking at him.
1: <laughs> so when you try to like get down, he just sort of turns his head away a little bit. And he says, do you mind? I'm trying to rest after my shift. It's been a long oh. time. Can I tell if he was trying to meditate? Um, How'd you do on your insight check? 18. 18? Yeah, he, he could have been in sort of a meditative thing for sure.
2: Okay. Hmm. Okay. Uh, looking at his features, can I tell? Like, is he a half elf?
1: He could very well be elf marked, given some of the delicacy and the sort of slender proportions and all of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's not is just a, he's like not he's not just a skinny dude. Um, yeah, he, he very much mo- he very well could be elf marked. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, so uh, I look at him and it's like. Are you Alfmark?
3: Hmm.
1: He's quiet for a moment. Inside. Check. He
3: he
1: turns the hood sort of towards you. And he mm-hmm. says I suspect you don't really understand what that term means. But that's alright. Not many people do.
6: Well, I'm a gnome, so
1: Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't from have a problem the nine, mm-hmm. From the nine cities Yes I haven't met many of your kind
6: We don't go you're out inter- much no,
1: you See, don't. you're
6: interesting See, we're just a couple of interesting fellas Having a conversation
1: Mm-hmm so he uh, sort of turns his hands over and um, rolls them once and takes them apart. And you can see there's a small, dark marble or maybe a round stone or a bead, something like that, mm-hmm. in his palm. And he closes <coughs> his fingers and just sort of tucks it away.
2: Okay. I look at him and I say, like, what did you eat? I did. Thank you. Okay. How much sure you eat? Um Dan's our slowly. Are are Elfmarked people not liked? I don't know if the off the top of my head.
1: No, no, there's there's generally no dislike about them. Um okay. you know that uh apparently in the Grand Duchy of Dornig, Elfmarked are more common, and in fact mm-hmm. the uh the Empress is herself elfmarked.
2: Okay. Um so uh I uh kind of go like, well, I'll leave you alone now, but uh, we'll talk more tomorrow, and then I just kind
1: of, like, saunter off, and I go look for Fluff and Stuff in the Minotaur. Sure. Uh, so he just, as you're as you're heading away, uh, you hear his voice just sort of softly follow you. I have no doubt. As I, like, walk out the door. Alright, so you're heading back to, uh, you know that Fluff and Stuff is probably down in the hold, where, you know, mm-hmm. you can keep up mounts or horses, other that sort of thing. So you can go you can go check on Fluff and stuff, love him up, give him some scritchins, give him some food. He seems to be doing all right. He's basically treating this as his personal den. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
1: Probably needs his droppings mucked out now and again, which is uh, not necessarily your job. You could if you were feeling charitable, but uh, that duty is falling to sort of the short straw <laughs> on each of the each of the watches.
2: Um, so... Uh, is the minotaur down there like in the standoff like or like hanging out down there?
1: Uh, the minotaur is down in the hold and he is sort of uh, hunkered down by some secured cargo, not really in fluff and Stuff's area but kind of in that quarter of the ship and uh, is sort of not exactly snuggled, but like hunkered in between some crates with a blanket. Uh, looks like maybe mm-hmm. getting ready to settle it for sleep.
2: Yeah,
3: like, uh, okay, I, give... yeah. Uh,
2: I would, I would go pet fluff and stuff, and like kind of like scratch uh, him under the gels right there. And go fluff oh, okay. and stuff. And name's not Bear. It's Fluff and stuff. I don't care what it says. Okay. And then I uh, give him a little snack. Uh, and then uh, I imagine a lot of people fucking are looking at Cloak
1: weirdly because he's just oh. walking up to this bear and like, Yay, Absolutely. Boy. Yep. Uh, and, and the then, bear kind uh, of snuffles at you with its giant nostrils and snaps up the, the snack. You have to kind of make sure to pull your hand back before you get nipped. <laughs>
2: mm hmm. Um, <laughs> with, you know,
1: with Bear? And jaws. Then, yeah, I know. My,
2: my gnomish arm would be gone in an instant. Um, so, uh, and at that point, uh, I would walk over to uh, the Minotaur and go, just kind of go, like, Hi. The, uh
1: So the Minotaur kind of shifts its head, looks up at you. What's, your What's yours? Cloak. Good to know you, Cloak. I am Ias. Hello, Ayas. You, you know boss?
6: what? I never I've never met uh, someone of your kind before, so it's kind of fascinating. Not much of a sailor then. No. I like I, so I'm very much trained in like um the like hanging out in forests. Like I could be a guide. I did a little guide work in Zorbeck. Um I know quite a few languages and stuff like that. But then uh I like we uh, were in Zorbeck so long, I actually learned how to like navigate cities really well too.
1: Hmm. That's a good skill, I suppose. I think so. My people don't often wander to the crossroads for long. No,
6: how'd you get out here?
1: My path has been a bit of a strange one. Oh, huh. I spent my time in the Navy of Kyprian, facing down forces of the Dragon Empire. I had enough of that.
6: It's, it's a lot, you know,
1: st- less stressful at that school. It is easy. But that's not why I'm here. Why is it?
3: Just
2: mm. tell me when I had to roll persuasion.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he con- considers your question. The ship I served on sank.
6: Mm-hmm. Wait, was it that barge?
1: <laughs> no. Oh, this okay. was years ago. Oh, okay. I was stranded near death. Kelleth and the princess were my salvation. I served that's, before that's her nice. masts to repay that. That's
6: like a lifetime. Hmm. Something like that.
1: That's pretty cool. What do you like to eat? Mm. He kind of leans forward. Flesh.
6: Like any kind of flesh? Or any specific kind of flesh that you like? Any will do.
1: Okay. I'm partial to pork. Pork? Okay. Do you like bacon? I prefer something more substantial. But I like won't
6: Okay. What about eggs? Do you like eggs? Certainly.
1: Okay. Well, I'll make you some bacon and eggs in the morning. He kind of blinks and then nods. I look forward to it, Cloak. Okay. But well, get some good rest, bye. Be good to fluff and stuff. <laughs> the bear <coughs> is a good sleeping companion. Good night come on i march
2: off and uh see where the world takes me
1: all right so uh landis as you have been sort of chattering to yourself and to the water um what sort of things might you have been saying let's make a uh charisma deception check if you're trying not to be overheard and anyone trying to overhear can make a wisdom perception check
5: Okay, I'm going to be totally honest. I was uh, very annoyed at my computer in the moment. I was talking to the water because I'm supposed to tell it all my secrets or troubles or what was
1: it? I don't remember.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Tilly, what did you tell
0: me to tell the water? (laughs) Oh, it's essentially like a... uh, Like, Tilly was telling telling Landis that if you have any fears or doubts or, you know, anything that you're carrying baggage-wise just to, like...
5: Let it go therapy. to the
0: water because it'll just uh, wash it away, kind of thing.
5: And you said mainly, she's right?
0: yeah, mainly she's just concerned about your inability to adapt to sailing, so she's trying. <laughs> to wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> <All laughs>
3: right, I am definitely
5: trying not to be heard. Um, I think at first, you know, at first I'm I'm really just mumbling like s- stupid shit, just about how annoyed I am about. How everything has turned out, the fact that I had to leave Zobek, um, the water is still making me nauseous. I don't even understand how I can be nauseous. Like, all of these things are confusing to me. Um, So that's where it all begins. And then I think that it becomes very cathartic and Landa starts to go more and more deep with what he's discussing with this water. Uh, So I am going to roll a deception check
3: all right and i, got a, I
5: got a fire round, so i got a 25 on my perception uh-oh no i don't i was just i just i was convinced i was gonna get a nat one um but i have a, a a dirty 20.
1: dirty 20. all right so tilly you're not able to really pick up what landis is saying but uh rowan your ears are sharp and you do manage to start gleaning what this uh, interesting one-sided conversation is all about
5: yeah, so this conversation is um, about Landis is discussing with the water how much he misses <laughs> his parents, <laughs> um, how much harder this has been than he thought it was going to be, um, how he feels really alone because now he's lost everyone not not just his parents they've been gone for a long time but not even people he was close to but even the ones he didn't trust but knew um, people from his past he's had he's lost them now too and they were the last sort of lifeline or connection he had to his, to his previous life and he's also kind of talking to, it gets a little hopeful at the end and talks about wanting to be better and feeling like, at least with these people, he might be able to be better.
3: Oh,
1: interesting. So that is what you are you are able to glean from that, Rowan.
4: Rowan's very quietly coming up behind Landis.
1: Okay, interesting. Uh, so, I mean, you're kind of walking out on the deck. Uh, Landis, do you think this is the sort of thing you might notice, or are you engrossed enough that it's possible you might miss Rowan coming up towards you?
5: How quiet is big feathered bird person?
1: <laughs> Should we roll basically, for it? I'm not really sure. Basically, basically what I'm asking is, would you have any sort of visual awareness of the deck around you, or are you kind of focused yeah. out on the
5: water? No, I, I, I would have tried to... Even if I wasn't being completely aware of what was around me, Edwin would be. Because he's always oh, looking. Yeah, he's always sure. watching my back okay. for me. So I think he would have chimed in at some point and been like, yo.
1: Yeah, to she, she, enough. She so <laughs> as, as, as quiet as Rowan uh, might be, uh, either you see her approaching because she's just walking across the deck. She's not hiding. Um, and, uh, you know, there are lanterns that are giving you light. And uh, if nothing else, Edwin will say, Rowan coming up, boss.
5: Yeah, I get. Um, I don't want to go dead quiet because that would uh, be very much of a giveaway. So instead, <laughs> he flips and he's just like, and then, oh man, that cloak with this cook, and I don't know what to do with them. I know they got to work that out. Like, he it's just goes okay. back to talking about normal stuff. It's okay to be scared. I well, yeah. I mean, like if you were made out of metal and, and living on body water, you'd be scared too. It's, I'm, I'll be fine. I'll get used to it. It's not a big deal. Not, not to
4: be, don't be cliche, but perhaps we're not so different.
5: I mean, Edwin can be a bird, and then sometimes I can be in the bird. So yeah. I guess, sure
4: how long have you
5: been in this body? Uh, this one. The, me- the metal one. Um, gosh. 20 years? It's been a while.
4: And before that, you were well, I won't assume human, but mortal?
5: I was. I was, yeah, I was human. Uh-huh. Yeah. Lived in Zobeck. Whole life.
4: And now that life is getting further away from you.
5: Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, was, the only thing I ever knew was Zobeck. I've not really traveled before. Um, it's pretty much where I always was. So this is super weird. Um, not only being in the water, but just being around all these other... I mean, Zobeck is cool. There's lots of different types of people and stuff, but I don't meet a lot of sailors, and um, it's just, I don't know. I just have to get used to it. This is a whole different life. This is a whole different world. I had my shop. I did my thing. I knew my people. I had my customers, and now here we are with, like, all these people I don't know, and Edwin can't be Edwin, which is, like, really frustrating Frustrating for me, and I'm sure it's frustrating for him, and i it's fine, though. I'll get used to it.
1: Can oh, don't worry, you? boss. I'm me all the time. Just nobody can see
5: me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're so cool, little dude.
4: <laughs> can you be yourself?
5: Me? Oh yeah, of course. I'm. I'm. I'm me. I'm me. I'm myself. As myself as I can, anyone could be. When you're not you. What's Happened
4: to your body, if you don't mind me asking?
5: Uh oh, the old one. I. The human one? I. Um, I don't know what they did with it. They? I guess. I don't think about it that much. This is a long time ago. Um, I am gonna go check on the crew and see how they're doing because I feel like I need to make sure. I'm- um, that I'm everyone is is doing right. Okay, thanks. Bye. Good talk. And I Rowan, walk away. <laughs> Rowan's, Rowan's gonna reach out to stop him.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry for asking, but oh, I... um,
5: no, it's okay. I mean, I get it. I get it. I understand. I'm I'm different. A lot of people want to know where I came from. I it's it's fine. Landis, I just don't really like to I'm, talk about it.
4: I'm. St- I'm struggling to make connection here. <laughs> Please, just indulge an old woman. I'm looking to be not so alone in what I am.
3: Oh,
5: right. Your body's gone too, right? <laughs> yes, I died thirty years ago. I'm no. Like... Oh, but wait. You're you, though. How are you not you?
4: Rowan's going to dissolve using ghostly flesh.
1: Okay. Uh, Have you ever seen Rowan do that? I can't remember, Landis.
5: No, I think Rowan got really sick, or or hurt, I mean, and turned a little ghostly, but I don't think I've seen her actually, like, transform.
1: Right, so you've seen the edges of her wounds kind of ragged and spectral and bleeding, this ectoplas- ectoplasmic blood. She, um, like, think the weird albino twins from the Matrix. She just goes full on ghostly and translucent, and she actually lifts off the deck and kind of floats, and her uh, feathers and her cloak kind of rustle in uh, kind of against the wind like there's a wind you can't see or feel that's blowing them and they look kind of ragged at the edges and you can see through her to the lantern behind her on the cabin
5: <clears throat> Oh okay so you're not exactly you then what do you do do you just m- make yourself look like old you how which woman which one of you is actually you wow that is so how do you do that? I'm so confused. So there's is,
1: there's, a, there's so a, much happening. A, there's, there's a soft gasp from up on the quarterdeck and you see one of the uh, one of the sailors uh, a human man kind of looking down with wide eyes and he says Sega ten, preserve us."
5: Oh, don't what? uh don't worry. I just practicing some of my my tricks. It's cool, right? How I did that she it was uh she knew it was coming. I told I warned her. So we were it was we were just playing. You so in the middle now. of
1: your in the middle of your sort of uh, sort of uh, don't see anything here, there is a sudden sound of a crack, a deep kind of thunking, kind of gut wrenching sound, and you feel the ship lurch, and you hear just uh-huh. scraping.
3: Megalodon! <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, cloak. I knew cloak it. down below
1: decks. You uh, you hear an impact. Up. Uh, Four of the of uh in the ship in the position of for, forward of where you are, you hear this thumping impact and this horrible scraping sound. And the whole ship kind of lurches and you can hear shouts of surprise and alarm around you.
2: Uh basically
1: then I'm like,
6: ever hey, get up, no, no, we gotta do stuff. I don't
1: know what to do, but we're gonna do it. Okay. <laughs> the um the the ship very obviously, slows, and you can hear that uh, that scraping, and then a muffled crack from up ahead of you.
2: Um, okay, uh, can I make a perception to see if that's like something trying to claw its way in?
1: Uh, sure. Um, okay, this yeah, it would be more of an investigation to kind of interpret what you heard. So, intelligence okay. investigation. Three. Three. I mean, sounded like a, a bang, and then a scrape, and then a pop. Okay. Um, uh,
2: okay, uh, uh, all right, um, let's, I'll just, uh, and I start, like, looking
1: if there's, like, water pouring in. So are you going, like, toward where you heard the sounds? Yeah. From? Okay. So you, uh, run forward along the lower deck. And uh, as you get up toward the door that you know leads to the privy, where the chamber pots are, you can see a little trickle of water running from under the door. Or what you hope is water, even uh, though that's a bathroom.
2: Yeah, um, okay, like, uh, is the door pretty sealed, by the way? I mean, no,
1: it's not sealed. It's not like a hatch, no. Okay, so if there's a lot of water back there, like, we would know. Oh, yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is just kind of a little um, ominous trickle pouring out from under the door jam.
2: I would uh, open up the door uh, and
1: have the, the the blue lantern out and like right. looking. You open up the door, hold up the lantern, and you can hear the water before you see it. Um, thankfully, it's not you know gushing or rushing in, but you can see that maybe a seam up at the uh, toward the toward the the bow of the ship has split and is now leaking, trickling water. And you can hear that scraping from just on the other side of the hull, kind of reverberating in this, uh, in this chamber a bit. Looks like uh, you've perhaps scraped something, and maybe it's stuck up on there or something like that. Uh, up on the deck, you can all hear kind of those similar sounds, but they're not nearly as loud. They're a little bit more muffled, and they're not kind of channeling through the hull of the ship at you. Uh, but you definitely heard the ship hit something uh, forward.
0: Tilly's Hope definitely so. scrambling, like, like all hands on deck. Let's figure out what the heck we hit. What's going
5: on, okay. sort of thing. <laughs> so. I send Edwin out to loop around and see if there's something we hit that we can see above the surface.
2: Oh, um, uh, uh, sorry, click. Oh, I'm I'm just getting people to repair the
1: the whole damage. Got it. Yeah, you're trying to get people up and moving. Okay, um, Rowan. Anything in particular you're doing at the moment, you ghostly bird? <laughs>
4: If I'm still ghostly, can I float around once I have the ship to see if I can see anything? Uh,
1: so you're at the stern. You'd probably have to go up forward, but you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So a bunch of people are running forward. Uh, Cloak, you're trying to rouse folk to um, to get the leak repaired. And as you start in on that, you can hear uh, a cough. The dust goblin bosun, uh, sort of adding his gravelly voice to yours, up, up, you scabrous rats! We're taking water, tar, hammer, nails—you know the damn drill—and starts like rousting people out of their bunks and uh, and r- uh, rounding them up to <laughs> to try and stem the water flowing in through the through the ba- the cracked bow. Now, uh, as you run forward, those of you on the deck, you can see there's definitely something kind of lodged up on the bow of the ship, um, just under the water. Uh, Rowan, you can actually sort of drift down and you can see what looks like a smallish ship's anchor is dug into the front of the ship and it's attached to a big ass rusty chain that's sort of run down and to the side toward the shore. And just about at that moment, There is a faint and then a crashing and a god awful scream of pain and a snap of bone. You look back and you see that fellow on the quarter deck who uh, was sort of gawking at Rowan's ghostliness is just smashed into the railing by something flying out of the darkness and crushing into him. Uh, He is driven into the deck, the railing cracks and his limp body is half hanging out over the water. So why don't we roll initiative as you hear guttural cries echoing out of the night? Oh, fuck.
2: <laughs> I told you guys to keep an eye out.
3: <laughs> well. Right. Uh, and
4: we haven't had the benefits of a long rest yet, have we?
1: Uh, no, sure haven't.
0: Oh, great. Love that. <laughs> All
1: right. Yeah, I, uh, I
4: got a ten.
1: Yeah. Rowan, Rowan has a ten. Okay. Tilly,
0: uh, nineteen.
1: Ooh, nice. Cloak, uh, seventeen. Seventeen, and Landis. Eleven. All right. First is going to be Tilly on nineteen. Uh, Alright, so what you can see at this point is you can see kind of that dark shape lodged up uh, on the bow tangling the ship. You can see a shadow moving through the water, and you can hear these guttural voices bellowing and hollering. Uh, it's probably 20 feet away from the rail of the ship. It looks like uh, you have dark vision, you're a dwarf, you can you can make it mm-hmm. out. It is a very crude, but kind of just, just this side of borderline effective raft that looks like it's made of trees that have been roughly splintered and broken off and then crudely lashed together just enough to stay afloat with these four massive figures puddled on it, using these long poles to push it toward the ship, hulking, slabs of muscle with these uh, broken tusks and sloped foreheads. Easily ten feet tall, each of them.
0: Okay, so Tilly, I don't know if I'm gonna drop some Tilly originals, but Uh Tilly ignores battle plans, essentially. She just goes, okay. "Ah." So she's going to start tying this, uh, like, some sort of rope. I'm sure the deck is covered with bits of things and maintenance stuff or, or whatnot. Sure. But she's going to, I would like to try to find some rope, tie her, and, like, let her start pulling herself down to try to figure out, like, or break whatever is attached onto the ship, hopefully, before this raft makes it all the way across. Like, so I know you said that we could see what was latched on. I don't mm-hmm. know if Tilly can see the chain, but definitely wants to make her way down, lowering... Uh, by rope to see if she can break whatever's attached.
1: Okay, so you uh, you you snag a rope, secure it, throw it down. What's your passive perception? Uh, zero. What? Sorry,
0: just it. I it's it's zero. My wisdom just. Zero. Oh, okay.
1: So your passive perception yeah. is ten. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. So you're able to see. Yeah, you can definitely see a chain and uh, a largish anchor, kind of gouged into the front of the ship. You can see one of the tines has actually bitten in and buckled one of the seams just a little bit. yeah, so uh, you can probably on your next turn uh, start trying to bust that thing loose. To, to yeah, get the I think your first turn would
0: be movement to get down there and tie rope. Yeah, whatever. most you of want it's getting a, a rope,
1: though. securing a rope, and then getting yourself down there and assessing it. Yeah, totally. Cloak, trying I turn. imagine
0: she'd shout at whoever's near her too, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go down. You know, so they're not like, where'd you go?
1: <laughs> She's Batman?
2: <laughs> uh, all oh, she yeah. goes,
1: what? Everybody knows where Tilly went. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> I, am I still below decks? You're still below decks, yes. Uh, are people repairing the the hull breach?
1: People are moving to do it. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, at this point in time, I am going to rush to the top deck, and I think okay. that's
1: probably as far as I can get. And kind of I mean, you, the can get up, yeah, you, you can get up onto the main deck. Um, you hear these guttural shouts and cries. Uh, you have dark vision. You can see the uh, the four hulking. Brutish figures with their makeshift raft on the starboard side of the ship closing in on your, uh, on your hull there. You can also see an immense figure, sort of this shadow moving in the trees on the shoreline. You can see a tree gets bent aside, its roots snapping as this figure shoves it out of the way, easily 18 feet tall. Maybe okay. uh, at and, this point uh, a massive hand scoops up a jagged chunk of rock off of the beach. Uh
2: I would uh, look at someone in the crew and go, get on the big go button, ball gun thing. Do it. Shoot that thing. Okay. Uh, uh, uh and I, I I don't know if I can an do action. anything. You have an action. Yeah. I do I do have an action. How far away yeah. is the raft from
1: me? The raft from you is let's see. You are you just came up the stairs. It's 30
2: feet. You guys, I might do something crazy.
0: <laughs> you no, get out of here.
2: <laughs> um I misty step onto
1: the raft. Ooh, sweet. All right, so Cloak's uh, red cloak kind of swirls and billows up around him, and he vanishes in this puff of silvery fog. (laughs) And then it reappears in a similar swirl on the raft in the midst of these massive, stinking, vile ogres.
3: (laughs) Ogres!
1: So that's your bonus action. Would you care to take an action action? Oh fuck yeah!
2: Uh, I pull out my sword and I go. Uh, I can't. I can only. No, I only can turn on my sword uh, during uh, bonus action, right? Correct. So uh, I would have. Uh, I would have my sword out. Actually, how is this raft held together?
1: Um, it's lashed together with some fairly thick rope. <clears throat> Okay. Um, what
2: I'm going to do then? Uh, do I have a spell that could help with this? Um,
1: uh, you can't cast a spell because you used a bonus action spell. Yeah, so
2: no, I'm taking. I'm taking I'm ahead of time. That's a that's future Joe problem. Um, so <laughs> uh, basically, uh, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to pull out my sword and attack
1: the rope. Okay, um, I will tell you that this thing is put together well enough that it's oh, not just okay. going to be like whack, comes apart. Like It's it's holding together with the weight of four ogres on it.
2: Yeah, okay, yeah, good point. Uh, then and it looks I'm... like,
1: uh, so looking at the rope that it's used, it's not even like the rope you'd have it in, in your pack for adventuring. It looks like probably yeah. taken off of a ship.
2: Okay, um, so mooring line. Um, okay, um, so is there, how many
1: ogres are paddling this? Uh, well, there's four of them, and they all have these long poles that they're using to, to propel the raft forward. Okay, uh, I'm
2: going to attack one of them that is propelling it forward, hopefully get em. veering it off. Alright, let's do it. Huh. Uh, ooh, uh, does
1: a... I gotta see real quick.
2: 15 hit?
1: 15 hits, for sure.
2: Okay. Uh, so this is only going to be a D8 damage. Um, that is cocked. Uh, that will be a
1: total of uh, eight damage. Eight damage. All right. It, uh, it howls in pain as you rake the edge of your blade across its knuckles, trying to uh, disrupt its ability to propel the raft. Second attack.
2: Uh, oh, yeah, I get two attacks.
1: Woo! You, I forgot you're about a, that. we are a ranger, sir, of sufficient level. Uh, nope. That was a, a nat one, so I totally. Miss. Oh, no. Uh, and so he kind of uh, painfully flicks his hand and just cuffs you on the side of the head and knocks you reeling, and you have to windmill your arms and stop from uh, plummeting off of the raft into the water. Uh, so that was Cloak. Okay, Tilly. So down there, you're like starting to kind of like kick at this rusty iron anchor trying to dislodge it when you notice damn near too late this grayish shadow in your dark vision rising up out of the water underneath you that spreads into these two massive webbed hands with long curving wicked claws and this greenish skinned a uh, giant creature with thick arms, long claws, scraggly hair that looks almost like a, a lank seaweed lashes out at you from just under the water.
3: Oh,
0: great!
1: Uh, what's your armor? What's your armor class these days? Uh, twenty-two. All right. Uh, ooh. All right. So you, um, do you have your shield ready? Do you think down here? I trying am- to do this.
0: Story-wise, I imagine if she's still trying to, like, repel it on the rope, she's not... Shield isn't out
1: and drawn, so... It's longer shield.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, So, uh, was it a normal shield, or it was a magic shield, right? Or just magic... It's got a
0: silver lining um, on the edge, and that's...
1: So, AC is less. um, However, your your armor is thick, and your reflexes uh, good enough. The first claw scratches harmlessly off of your plate. The second one, however, bites true. Uh, it's going to dig into you for oh a uh, yeah not super great roll uh, thirteen points of slashing damage, okay, and then this massive figure that you've you're you're a, you're a seasoned adventurer you've fought all sorts of giants and giant kin this looks like a troll but it's much thicker corpulent than uh, than the sort of live. Uh, Wiry trolls, you're used to seeing. And uh, the knobs and sort of growths growing on its body look almost like stones or shells. Very strange. Uh, It propels itself out out of the water and bites at you with its jaws. Uh, And that's going to hit as well. So that is going to be 14 piercing damage. Okay. All right on the shore that hulking figure heaves up its boulder winds up and bellowing in this guttural language does anyone speak giant no nope. all right
3: uh, no. Proof
1: nope. not walk. and heaves i oh, do sorry giant? yeah i
0: had right. to scroll down what, and check what so
1: this, what this figure just bellowed is bring me the treasure and the food and a boulder comes a hurtling at the ship's hull. Uh, I'm so that.
0: glad we have a very well-held-together ship, you guys. <laughs> so <go> happy. <ahead. laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. The rock crashes into the timbers um, and sort of, you know, shatters and the fragments of the stone plummet into the river. Um, Hard to tell if it uh, did any significant damage or not so without anyone going over to check. Landis, your turn.
3: You muted. Ah,
5: um. Okay, I, I need to understand some of the logistics of where we all are. First of all, how long is our boat? Ship. Ship boat. How long is
1: your ship? Your ship is... Uh, about hundred feet long, I believe. Yeah.
5: And where Rowan and I was standing, uh, how? What was our location on the
1: boat ship? So the ship you boat. were um, you were back at the stairs to the quarter deck, which is sort of on the rear third of the ship, and uh, near you, you were on on the stairs or near them. So you're right at the railing. Um, what are you trying to figure out?
5: I just need to know, like, how... Because so much of my stuff relies on distance. Like, how far right. am I from the raft and how far am I from the shore?
1: Um, you're talking, like, Eldritch Blast or something along those lines or something else?
5: Other things, Dan. I'm not telling you all my secrets.
1: <laughs> I don't... Uh, they, they don't care what your secrets are, man. Uh, so, from you, the raft is probably uh, 60 feet away. And okay. the... The shore from there is, um... (sighs) So, yeah, probably right around the same, but different angle, basically.
5: So both are about 60 feet from me. About 60 feet
1: away. Yeah. Yeah, They're about...
5: (sighs) Okay, if I were to... Oh, but I can run 30 feet. If I ran 30 mm-hmm. feet, like, forward, does that put me 30 feet closer? Or am I only, like, 10 feet closer? And
1: You want to get within it's, 30 it's feet going. of the ogres for the raft? Yeah. Yeah, you can do that. So you'll, uh, okay. yeah, Landis runs forward along the starboard rail. Well, wait,
5: Time wait, wait. one more question. <laughs> oh, sure. On the raft itself, um, uh-huh. I know that Cloak almost just fell off. So, uh-huh. can I feasibly think that he's, like, here, and then the ogres could technically be coned off by themselves, and I could miss him?
1: Uh, let's see. Given where you, if you want to miss Cloak, you can get two of the ogres from the angle you're at.
5: And there are three or four? There are four. Alright.
1: <sighs> If
5: you hit Cloak, you get all four of them. Okay. Cloak,
2: how smart are you? I know magic.
5: (laughs) I'm going to hope that... Yeah, okay. So I'm going to get to 30 feet from the raft and I'm going to cast Fear in a cone, a 30-foot cone. Because I'm trying to get the ogres to turn around and go the other way.
1: Okay. So are and you going to get two, make... two ogres two I'm going to go after agree. all of
5: them. <laughs> okay, least, all right. At least because then even if cloak is afraid of me, I mean, he doesn't have to go to the same place as the ogres. He can I, run. I, 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 actually,
1: I actually get advantage on the roll.
5: Okay, good. You
1: as the gnome uh, have gnome cunning, so you do indeed get advantage on your wisdom saving throw. Yep. What's your save, DC? Uh,
5: 15.
1: I'm Ooh. hoping ogres
5: aren't very smart.
1: Uh, You know, they're not smart. They're wiser than they are smart, but... Much. Well. Jeez,
3: baby. Okay, well... Okay. No. Uh-oh. How'd
2: you I do got there, you Cloaker?
3: Six. Oh! So seven seven.
2: is my highest, so...
1: Seven? All right. Yes. Oh. So- so- uh, all right, Landis runs forward. Um, what do you use for an arcane focus again, Landis? You have like a, a pendant or something, a crystal, don't you, something like that? It's
5: a, uh, it's a ring, I think. It's a ring, okay.
3: Yeah.
1: So you, uh, you whisper your words of power, you touch your ring, and you anyone nearby can see this faint, almost like a heat shimmer, around Landis's ring, and he throws his hand out in this ripple, just plays through the air and washes over all of the bodies on the raft. Cloak, you uh, sort of stop as everything goes quiet. Darkness rolls in and you can barely see the outline of the ship. And you see a figure hunched and gnarled look up at you and these two gleaming pinprick yellow eyes that brighten and throw this hideous, gnarled, old crone's face into sharp relief, and her lips peel back from her iron teeth in a sneer that turns to a smile, and Grandmother's mouth opens, and you hear her say, There you are. And her arm stretches across the water, (laughs) reaching for you.
2: I'm jumping, nope. And I'm like mid air in the water.
1: <laughs> you are you are frightened, and on your turn, you have to use all of your means to get as fast from get as far away from her as possible. <laughs> uh, the ogres like drop their poles and begin howling in terror and like stumbling backwards. The entire raft begins to 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 roll and slosh, churning the river water as they start to topple offwards in their haste to flee.
5: All four. Uh,
1: I just all want to say, them. Landis is a all great team player.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, listen.
5: Even them. if I even if I got you, that's pretty cool to hear Dan's version of your biggest fear
2: in front of you. That's
3: <laughs> I amazing.
1: figure I figure that's that's probably pretty. Yeah, cool. yeah. that's
2: that's probably accurate. It's <laughs> not a clown or something at least. So, <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: yeah Maybe we were the clown. All oh, right.
2: Well.
1: So that was Landis. Rowan, your turn.
5: <laughs> oh wait, do, uh, did you roll for Edwin? Does Edwin get to go?
1: Oh, uh, what would you like Edwin to do?
5: Uh, I would like Edwin to Is there any way that Edwin can like, go try to snap Cloak out of it? Like, slap him in the face or sting him or something like that? To Uh, wake him up? (laughs)
3: Sting him in the butt. Alright,
1: um, I don't know. Let's see, let's check out fear and see what sorts of things break it. Uh, he could sting you to break your concentration. No, there's no concentration on fear. No,
5: yes, it says that yes. um, if the creature ends its turn in a location where it doesn't have line of sight to you, the creature can make a wisdom saving yeah. throw.
1: No, there's nothing he can do to, to help it snap out.
5: Okay. Um, could <laughs> could he go... Um, well, no, you already get advantage on wisdom saves, right?
1: Uh, cloak does, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, Cloak, okay. yeah, you dropped your sword and lantern in your panic. Oh, goody. So, I Can... am going to roll a couple of dice here. Can everyone Let's go pick see. him up? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> so, the sword... They both clatter with a metallic clang to the logs uh, and the, <laughs> the broken tree logs of the raft. The, um, the lantern rolls as the, the raft pitches. It clatters forward and gets wedged between two of the logs. And you can see that the blue flame starts to leak out of the, the, van- the open veins, um, the open shutters. And is like licking at the wood, the sword, Hits the raft, tumbles with a metallic ding, and into the river.
5: Can Edwin dive like dive down and try to grab it real quick? I
1: mean, uh, he can carry forty pounds. He's a decent ways away from it. He can try. He can try to go after it.
5: He's a yeah. He's a bird right now, right? So he can
1: can... turn into. He can shape change into a rat, a raven, or a spider. <laughs> so yeah, Raina, he's, I mean, um,
5: he can fly pretty fast, right? I don't I don't know. Uh, I well. mean,
1: yeah. Uh he's he's not a super great swimmer. Uh he can try though.
5: Well, I was uh, I don't I was okay. just hoping he you know like a um a eagle will just like dive in and then grab a fish <laughs> and then just immediately pop back out again or whatever kind of bird does that. I don't know. To just, just
3: right. dive
5: straight. If if it's if I if I legitimately don't think he could do it. Okay.
3: He, if he I legitimately don't
5: think he could do it, then I'm not going to tell him to, but I don't know what I mean, all this... He,
1: he could. You don't know. Um, he would have to go into the water after it.
5: Uh, can he pick up the a lantern?
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, certainly. Okay. I'm going to have him pick up the lantern. Okay. And...
1: He, uh, he yeah. down, snatches the, the handle of the lantern in his little bird talons, and frantically beating his wings to, to heave this thing up. Uh, he... Uh, he managed. <laughs> this is just Raven pulling this blue glowing lantern up into the air over the uh, <laughs> over the over uh. the water. Okay, uh, so that's that's Landis Rowan.
4: So what's happening? So we've got <laughs> some some ogres up on deck. Uh are ogres oh, no, on the raft one on the raft. So, Yeah what yeah. sorry So the are the ogres currently on the raft?
1: The ogres are and on the rest... raft. Yeah, they they never made it and to the... the ship.
4: And the rest are on shore.
1: There is uh, a giant on shore and a, a straight up giant and there is something uh grappling with Tilly hanging over the side of the ship.
5: Yeah, so we water. got four ogres like trying to get away from us, right? Yeah. One giant ogres, ogre and then one the weird ogres
1: thing. Look like they are they are quite literally pissing themselves in terror <laughs> and trying to stumble <laughs> back away from Landis.
4: Okay, yeah. Um, so she's still ghostly at the moment. My priority yeah. is Tilly. Okay. So whooshing over to see what's grappling her.
1: Okay. Uh, so your speed is what? Thirty?
4: I think it's say yeah. I think my speed stays the same. Yeah,
1: it's daddy. So you can, uh, you won't be able to in one movement get across the, all all the way along the length of the ship. What you can do is cut across the deck and float out over the river and just kind of pass through the railing and uh, and fly out over the water. And you can see Tilly dangling over the sort of starboard bow, uh, fighting with this massive figure clawing up out of the water. It's propelling itself half out of the water with powerful strokes of its swimming legs. Clawing at her it's and trying not, to bite her. It's a massive troll.
3: Okay.
4: And it's like a ways out into the river.
1: Uh, no, it's not a way. It's right at the right at the ship, because that's where Tilly was dangling. But you had to kind of cut out to be able to see it.
3: Okay.
4: Yeah, for, uh, she doesn't care about anyone else. She's trying to protect. Tilly right now, and is going
0: to... I'm so sorry that you choose the dumb fighter. to <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry.
4: A <laughs> um, oh, question, actually. Yes? Uh, with rune powers, would we be treating... If I'm casting, say, spiritual weapon as a bonus action, would I still be able to use my action to use a rune power? Or...
1: It depends um, what the rune power is. If it's letting you cast the spell, that's still casting a spell.
4: Like, I'm going to summon my um, spiritual weapon. At the troll? At the troll.
3: Okay, get it.
4: Okay. Uh, 18 plus 18 plus whatever my spell bonuses. is. Um, oh. 25.
1: Shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got him. Give me some damage.
4: And yeah, I was going to cast that at third level.
1: Ooh, cool. In... So 2d8 plus your wisdom?
4: Four, eight, and my wisdom is plus four.
1: So sounds like sixteen.
4: Yes, I can count. But she, uh, with all her might, she hurls this this glowing spear of the rune father into
1: her troll. All right, the uh, the spectral vision of Wotan's spear sails through the air, spinning as it goes, and drives itself all the way through the body of the troll. It howls in pain and surprise. Uh, You have an action left if you would like to do something. You could cast a cantrip.
4: Uh, I was going to say, can I use my action to dash? Absolutely. Um, If I dash the rest of the way, can I get to Tilly and the troll?
1: Uh, You'll still be a little bit away from her, but you'll be within one move for your next turn.
4: Yeah, I'm going to dash over to her.
1: Okay, so you just sort of ghost forward along the the surface of the river.
4: And she's screeching in in anger.
1: God, scary.
4: Yeah, it's I imagine that it's distorting her voice, so it almost sounds a bit like a banshee at this point. Uh huh.
3: Just (laughs) echoing. All
1: right. Uh, The ogres. The ogres are going to take their action to. They're they're going to use their free interaction to piss themselves, and then they are going to dash and run the fuck away from the hideous, massive maw looming up to devour them. Uh so um cloak they provoke opportunity attacks which you could take um I know you're not holding a weapon so you could make an unarmed strike if you like um you could do so at disadvantage because you're frightened
2: Sure why not let's do they it
1: They are heedlessly hurling themselves into the water
2: the disadvantage I that is uh um uh, finesse
1: no I, no, no no String? no All definitely right. not so you kind of like just in terror lash out as these big slabs of beef are, uh, are tumbling away from you and you swat one but it barely even notices and they go howling and yelping and tumbling into the river and like badly splashing towards shore away from Landis um, uh, up on the quarter deck uh, poor Tam's body kind of slumps oof off of the rail and flops pancaked onto the deck.
0: Sorry, red shirt
1: number one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh Tilly, your uh,
4: turn I mean initially I was gonna help him, but then I really.
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
5: Uh okay, I would like to explain what I would like to do
0: based on sure. my abilities, and I would like you to tell me how stupid this is. Um <laughs> Tilly Uh, having been hit by this and now, damn it, and noticing that there's something actually to latch onto and beat now, uh, let's go of the rope. I would like to use um, a one-armed, or sorry, an unarmed attack to punch, hopefully try to punch this troll. If landed, I would like to try to grapple the troll, and then if I can, I would like to try to use my axe and surge to strike it with my shield.
1: Oh, cool. Uh, all right, can so I? you can do all kinds of crazy shit here. All right, okay. um, I just want to make sure. Like, it's within reach. You could just try to jump on it and, and freaking throw it into a full Nelson.
5: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, go ahead and make me a strength athletics check to try and grapple it.
0: Sweet. Boop, 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 boop. It's a 16. Nice. Oof. No, yes, yes. Sorry, I forget sometimes this roll 20 rolls with advantage. It would have been a 33 with advantage, isn't it?
1: <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, well, I rolled a four, so it has a nine. You basically just howl a battle cry, get your feet planted on the on the, the hull, and launch yourself off of the rope and just smack into this thing's face and start wrapping yourself around its head and neck. Uh, so that's your first attack. Uh, you can use your second, uh, second attack to attack it, however you would like. You bash it with your uh- shield.
3: Yes,
0: I would like to bash it with my shield, uh, because this thing is freaking frightening, dude. Let's go. Um, Uh, It's a nine.
1: It's a nine? (laughs) A
0: nine, yeah.
1: Nine is is not sufficient. Oh, did you roll a one? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: yes. that's all right. Yes. Sir. All right. So you're
1: you're uh, basically trying to whip the uh, the shield around to get a good smash with the rim at the side of its uh, at the side of its head, and it's flailing in the water, and uh, it's you just can't get a good angle. Did you say you wanted to use your action surge?
0: Yes, please.
1: Two more attacks as you yeah. burst into a uh, a frenzy of destructive motion.
0: Um. So since I can one hand my warhammer, uh, can I? With, would you allow me to use my uh an action for grappling with one hand and then Oh, well, no, I've got my shield in the other hand. So I'll continue so grapple. Hold on.
1: Let's remember that you don't have your shield because you were climbing, so you have it slung. Uh if okay. you wanted to smack it with your Warhammer, you could.
0: Well I just pulled that my, my argument was I just pulled it out to try to hit it at the face with it and missed, essentially.
3: Yeah. yeah go
0: um, ahead. I'll just try to hit it again with the shield. Eesh, okay. Twenty. Uh not oh, dirty, yeah, or dirty 20. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 30 or 3020. Yeah. Yeah, that hits. You smack it right across the bridge of its long hooked nose. Give me some shield bash damage.
0: It is a nine.
1: Nine. Ow.
0: And then and you said I have one more I can do? Yeah, yeah. same thing. Uh it's a 10. I don't think
1: it's a AC ten, <laughs> no. Uh yeah. it kind of gets its big webbed claw up and deflects <laughs> your your strike. Uh Let's anything see. else you got? Any um, not for now. bonus actions you want to take? you want a second wind or anything like that?
0: Um, n- not right now. If that's okay, can I save it?
1: No, okay, cool. Yeah, totally. Cool. Uh, no problem. Alright, it's Tilly Cloak. Your turn, sir. Uh, okay. This
2: is what I'm going to do. I'm going to dive in the water uh-huh. away from Landis uh-huh. towards my sword that's sinking into the water.
1: Uh... Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, you cuz i had to fight
2: grandmother and i lost
1: my weapon it's not about fighting grandmother it's about running the fuck away from grandmother unfortunately Ugh. you have to you have to use your action to dash to get as far away from landis as possible um go ahead and make me a wisdom check with disadvantage Uh, that'd be a sixteen. All right, I'll uh, I'll let you take the down option to to try and get away from Landis. Okay, because grandmother's afraid of water. Uh, I don't know, know I... if that's true. I'm just making <laughs> up grandmother facts right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're thinking, get me the hell away from her as fast as possible into the uh, the safest available route. Mm.
2: I mean,
5: as long as Cloak knows how to swim. It's not
1: unsafe. Okay. Well, there not swim. There's no obvious threats down there. We'll, we'll go with it. Okay. Uh, Alright, so you're gonna dash um, basically you're gonna move and then dash so you'll go 30 feet down into the water. Uh, mm-hmm. Since you are 30 feet down in the water, in the dark and Landis is up on the deck, you end your turn where you can't see Landis. You can make another wisdom saving throw.
2: An advantage.
1: Yeah. At advantage. Gnome cunning.
2: That is a twenty.
3: Yay! You shake
2: it off. The, I
3: didn't uh, you ruin everything. <laughs> pull yourself
1: back to your senses. Yes. You realize uh, that, that wait a minute, that, that wasn't you, that can't be grandmother. That was some trick. She so you, you pull yourself back to your senses in the just sort of cold darkness of the river, now realizing that your sword has sunk into the depths somewhere. Do I have a bonus action? Nope, end of your turn. Okay. okay. So, that's done. Uh, Cloak the troll. Tilly, it is going to try and... Gosh. Um, it's going to try and reach back and like pull you off of it. So go ahead and make a, uh, a strength athletics check to, uh, uh, to maintain uh, your... Uh,
0: 28. Holy
1: shit. All right then.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, well, I rolled 13. another. I rolled another nine, so that's a fourteen. Does not beat your twenty-eight. So it sort of <laughs> claws at you ineffectually. Um, strikes with its other claw.
3: <sighs> no, I can't. Uh-
1: yeah, no, 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 no. It can't multi-attack and try to break your grapple. That was uh, that was a foolish call. You're real strong. All right. Uh, so it kind of ineffectually <laughs> scrabbles around, trying to, to scrape you off of its back. And uh, as it does so, you hear a um, soft popping sound as its nose <sniffs> pops back into place oh, of yeah. its own accord.
0: Generating poop head. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, that's the troll. The giant scoops up another rock and bellows in giant again as he sees the uh, the ogres uh, fleeing <laughs> from the raft. And he's he's the rest of you here just you know giantish rumbling. Uh, Tilly, you can understand it, saying, "Stupid idiots, food on <laughs> the boat," and uh, scoops up another boulder. I really so well. And chucks at the ship. <laughs> ah, this time you hear a gut-wrenching crack, splintering timbers. Uh, all right. Uh, as uh, yep, the uh, the hull takes some actual damage. <clears throat> Landis, your turn.
5: Don't fuck it up. <laughs> oh no. Um, okay, so question. Now yeah. that the ogres are moving towards the giant, how? Yes. what is their r- proximity to each other?
1: Like the ogres' proximity to each other or ogres to the giant?
5: Ogres to the giant.
1: Uh, all right, so they were... Like? They had to move and dash, but they're swimming... So actually, damn, ogres are pretty fast. Um, so they're actually like scrabbling that. up. They're scrabbling up onto the shore at the moment, and uh-huh. um, since they make it, they actually made it there on their turn, pretty much. Okay. Uh, the giants, it, uh, real quick. In addition to hucking a boulder at the uh, at the ship, it grabs its club, which is actually just. Uh, a mid-sized tree that it's ripped out of the ground and stripped the branches and most of the bark off of. It smashes its club down on one of the ogres
5: oh. <laughs> in its fury. Okay. Uh, cool. Oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and goes ahead and drives him into the beach like a tent peg. Uh, how much nice. damage does that do? It does a lot. Holy shit! Uh, he. You hear this ogre's shoulder snap, and uh, it goes flying along the beach, and it's weakly trying to pull its way uh, back up. <laughs> it's still okay. alive, but uh, it is effed up.
5: But all the four ogres and the giant uh, are essentially right like right all, next to each other.
1: Right all next to each other, yeah. On the on the shore of the. the Fuck river.
5: yeah, sweet. I'm gonna throw up a wall of fire in encircling all of them.
1: Uh, keep in mind, that's a concentration spell, so it will break the fear. If that's... you want to do that.
5: Okay. Okay. I think, because they're already there.
1: It's they, fine. And you they know. don't have a raft anymore, so. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't have a raft anymore. That is floating upstream, uh, downstream. Yeah. Uh, exactly. All right. Wall of fire. Go ahead and burn so your pack.
4: Magic slots. They're up the creek without a paddle.
1: So uh-huh. to speak. They are up the river without a raft. Uh. So you're going to make it a ringed wall, twenty mm-hmm. feet in diameter, twenty feet high, one foot thick. Uh. All right. So a. What what color is the the fire you conjure again? Is it, uh, is it just normal? Blazing fire? Is it weird?
5: For this one, it's fire. It's from the pits of hell, fiery fire.
1: (laughs) Okay, so it's like this weird crimson, but shot through with these flares of gold and these silvery sparks that are spraying off of it. Uh, And this massive cylinder of flame erupts from this tiny little pinprick that traces a circle around these giants, except for the one who got knocked down the beach, springs up and I assume you want to, where do you want to send the heat? Into the ring or outside? Of
5: oh, in, into it. I want to just burn those babies.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, so they all begin cooking inside this hideous cylindrical oven of frigging death. Uh, so.
5: It's a deck save.
1: Let's see. Do you want to make the wall appear on one of them? Because that's yeah. Uh, yeah. Each, each creature in the wall. So who do you want to make the wall appear on? The I assume you want to make guy. Him ring around the rest of them. All right, so yeah. you're going to make the wall appear <clears throat> on the hill giant. Uh, he is going to attempt a dexterity saving throw, uh, and he's going to roll a nat one for a total of a zero. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> so he um, <laughs> he howls in sudden terror as these flames leap up around him and begin searing him, and he starts just kind of like flailing around, standing in this burning death. Go ahead and give me five d eight fire damage.
5: It's twenty-seven. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. yeah.
1: Uh, twenty-seven. Ouch.
4: That's a big ouchie. Yeah.
1: All right. That is uh, that is no good. Do not like. Uh, <laughs> all right. And so the ogres inside are going to cook at the end of their turn, or if they touch the wall, they're just they're just going to have a bad day. Um. um
5: I, question: Do I have to roll differently every time, uh, or does that Roll stay.
1: Um, we're we're gonna have you roll every time. Uh, okay. I mean, we, we can keep that. In. Yeah, we, if you want, we can keep that one just for the whole round. I would, love to, <laughs> I I again, I would love to keep that one. I roll again, but I would love to
3: keep that one. Just to make good. life
1: uh, just to make life easy. Uh, okay. We'll go ahead and keep that one. All right, so that was, and I've amazing. now
5: used both of my spell slots.
1: Both just of your both of your spell slots. Yep. Rowan, your turn. You're uh, within. <laughs> Shrieking distance of the troll, if you like.
4: And it's
1: still got Tilly. Uh, Tilly has still got it. (laughs) She's basically wrapped around its shoulders now. She has one fist grabbing its ear and is bashing her shield into the side of its head and neck.
4: Uh, Okay. Uh, Rowan is going to summon the spiritual weapon um, over to her before grabbing its oh well the mist of her hand grabbing it and just shrieking as she launches herself towards it and physically physically um, hmm. drives it into the troll
1: so this shrieking spectral vision wielding this ghostly spear drives it into this flailing river troll
4: uh, and I roll to hit
1: yes Ooh.
4: Okay, not 20.
1: You say, I'm sorry, not 20? Yeah, not 20. Oh, that's a critical hit. All right. So uh, 4d8 plus your wisdom bonus. As you spirit straight through the throat. Six,
4: eight, eight. seven,
1: one. One, two, plus four. plus Is your wisdom, wisdom four, bonus? Yes. That's 25 yes. force damage. Jeez. It tears through the muscles of its uh, of its neck and through its windpipe. Got it. Because All right, so that's your bonus action.
4: <laughs> yeah, I can, I can still cast a spell now, can't I?
1: You can, because that's not... Yeah, you don't yeah. cast the spell. You just command it.
4: Before uh, she screeches now... Right at its face, and uh, at third level, I'm going to cast. Oh, uh, I don't know if they don't know if they're immune to necrotic damage. Which guess? Um, going to cast a third level inflict wounds.
1: All right, make a melee spell attack. Um, 16 plus 7. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, 23 hits yeah. for sure. You uh, <laughs> screech out your prayer to Wotan, and the spear in your hands turns black and fires these thorn-like barbs from the inside of the troll's throat outward, and its flesh begins to rot around them. So that was a third level?
4: Yes, a so 3d10. Th-
1: Three, no, 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 no. Starts at 3d10. Oh,
4: 3D starts at 3... 5d10. Oh, okay.
1: 5d10, the crack.
4: <laughs> I'm gonna just roll them all at once.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, 10, 4, 6... One and so twenty-one so far.
1: Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Necrotic. <laughs> oh, it's so much necrotic damage. Uh twenty-six. Oh, ah right. all right, so this dark I mean it, it's maybe some shade of red or probably green at this point, but it just looks black. In the, uh, in the shadows of the, the night cloaked river uh, and your dark vision. It's just blood is pouring down this thing's throat and chest as its flesh is sloughing away and revealing blackened bone and uh, graying shredding muscle. Um, it wails in just fury and agony. Uh, is that the end of your turn, I do believe? Uh, is, it, is it done for yet? Oh, no, no, it's still going, but it's definitely bloodied. Um, In that case... So that was your I... bonus action, your action, and your move. I believe you're done for the turn.
4: I'm... Um, trying to find it on my sheet. I'd like to deal some extra necrotic damage with life drain, please.
1: You want to life drain it? Alright, how much is the life drain? Yeah.
4: For? Um, It is equal to my level.
1: So 8. So eight more necrotic damage. Ugh. That'll drop him down to an even. There we go. Uh, and there's just this, yeah, you, you sort of draw your hand back, and it coughs this almost wispy, smoke-like essence and drain it into your hands. <sighs> uh, now I think you're done. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any no more non actions to throw at it? All right. Uh, ogres. The ogres, uh, seeing this fire erupt around them, Um, snap out of their panic, only to panic again, and they kind of like huddle and duck and cover, not realizing that that's not going to save them, and they just start to burn because you focus the heat inward. Uh, What did you roll on that again? Was it 20? 27! 27. So, uh, alright. So So that's now three bloodied ogres (laughs) who are half charred to a crisp.
5: Uh, I God. yell out uh, at the giant and I say, "See, look! I made you dinner." Gross. <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> I also uh, yell you're... at the crew and I say, "Someone get on the ballista! Damn it!"
3: Yep, yep,
1: yep, yep, yep. Uh, in fact, there's uh, already crew members responding to Cloak's call, running toward the ballista and loading it as we speak. Uh, Ogres. That's the ogres, and that'll be the crew. Uh, Let's see how Tam is doing.
5: Oh, I also just have Edwin the light back.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edwin brought the lantern back to the ship. Sure. Okay.
5: And um, I have him sit on my shoulder to assist me if necessary.
1: Yep, absolutely. Uh, The crew gets over to the ballista, cranks it toward the shore and is going to take a shot at the hill giant. Now, because you place the wall such that the hill giant was in the wall, they can actually see it, because there's still part of him sticking out. So they are going to take a shot at the uh, giant with the ballista. So, plus six to hit. Shuffle. Uh, ooh, what's the hill giant's armor class? That may have actually... Oh, that got him. The Ballista Bolt goes sailing through the air with this sort of low, droning whistle and drives itself into the massive, blubbery flesh of the fat, muscular giant. Uh, How much damage does that do? 3d10 piercing damage. Oof. All right. That giant howls again and is bleeding freely. Ouch. Ouch. Um, I yell, thank
5: you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: So Tilly, that's your turn.
3: Uh, Oh, uh,
1: one other thing. You can see some other crew running up onto deck now. Uh, Amongst them, you see Kaja. Uh, She looks like she was uh, roused out of a sleep, but she has run up on deck with a, uh, a leather satchel, is looking around, and uh, you can see her eyes grow wide when she sees the broken body of Tam up on the quarterdeck, and she runs up towards him. Uh, okay. Ch- 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 right. That's uh, that's Tilly. Go. Uh,
0: Tilly is. Uh, I guess now since we're seeing the ogre, since he's like in my arms, amongst being punched, like bloodied and uh, the getting. Troll. Yeah. The troll, sorry, yeah. not the ogre. The troll. Right. Um. Yep. Tilly's now going to pull out trusty warhammer and try to bash it uh to see if her first So you're going to kind of
1: so the hand you, you have with your shield you're going to kind of switch that to grabbing on grab the warhammer and use that to go to town.
0: Yes, if that's
3: cool. Got
1: it. So you sort of loop your your hand through the the shield yeah. strap, grab a hold of the like grab a hank of the ogre's hair, wrap your legs around its ribs and just start hammering. Okay, yep. get him. Uh
0: that's going to be a 22.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, that hits.
0: Okay, and damage is 11 bludgeoning. Oof. Second attack. Uh, okay, so second attack, she's gonna swing again. It's gonna be a 12.
1: Uh, 12. Alright, so your first crack, you wind you back with the hammer, strike forward, and you cave in the side of the troll's skull, leaving this divot cutting into its head. Uh, the second one, um, is sort of knocked aside by those weird shale river stone like plates on its neck and shoulders. But you got it a a, a good solid hit. Cloak, your turn, sir. In the depths of the murky river Argent. Oh, well,
2: uh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to cast Locate Object for my sword. Ah, uh, And get to
1: retrieve my sword. Okay, you feel an instant ping and draw downward into the depths of the river. Um, Let's see... You swam what? What's your speed? 35? No, 35, 35, because I have the boots. You have the boots, right, 35. Okay, so you were 35 feet down. Um, With a move and a dash, you can reach your sword this turn. Okay, I'll do that. So you get down there, and you can almost see it without actually seeing it with your eyes, even as you get close. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your dark vision adjusts, and you can see it half stuck in the silt and weeds at the bottom of the river, and you wrap your okay. fingers around the wire wrapped grip. All right. Uh, do you want to, I don't know, you have a bonus action? Do you have any bonus actions you wanna use? Oh, uh, one thing we need, to, we need to check on. Does Locate Object have a verbal component? I have the spell up, hold on. Okay. Components uh, VSM. Okay, So you had to speak your words to cast the spell, which means you let go of your breath. So you are no longer holding your breath. You are now on the clock to drowning. Okay. So your uh, your lungs are beginning to burn. (laughs) Uh, I have a bonus action. Do you have a bonus action? Can I use that for movement? Not unless you have some means to do that, like cutting action as a rogue, or... (sighs) Uh,
2: Hold on, I just saw an adorable uh, picture.
1: Um, uh, You could potentially misty-step if you had any more second-level spell slots, but I don't know if you... I can have
2: one left. Um, Then get me 30 feet up. Yep, that'll put you uh, in
1: one, one move of the surface, or one round of the surface.
2: Okay, so how does drowning work, so I can kind of... <laughs>
1: So you're not drowning yet, but you have a mere number of rounds before you start drowning at this point. It It took me me two rounds to get down here? It took you two rounds to swim down here, yes. Okay. Um, Is it based off my constitution modifier? Uh, That has an effect on it, yeah.
2: Okay. I... Fuck it. I'll use uh, Misty Step. Uh, to get 30 feet uh, further up when I have my sword uh, and uh, start making for the uh, uh, water, or the air.
1: Okay. That's my turn. Alrighty. Uh, I'm sorry, did you say you used your Misty Step? Yeah. So I have no second lung spell. Got it, but that gets you almost halfway to the surface, and uh, you can Mm -hmm. feel your lungs screaming for air. Uh, Okay. That was Cloak. Troll. The troll is just going to try and claw you twice, Tilly.
3: Sweet. Alright.
1: Oh my god. Garbo rolls. Uh, its claws are, it just can't. You're, you're right at that place where it can't quite scratch. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's, uh, it tries to a grab your hand and uh, clench its jaws down on your wrist with the hand that's holding onto it. Uh, cool. And that it manages to, to bite a hold of you less impressive, but we'll take it. That's eight piercing damage. And you see the uh, the dent in its skull begin to bubble and pop as the bones are resetting themselves.
4: Mm. Uh, that's Not for long.
1: Uh And then...
3: Yeah, it's
1: fine for now. It is going to... Um... Uh, its movement is zero. It can't right now. It like it tries to dive under the water, and you just haul back on its throat and uh, and kind of choke it and pull it back so it can't uh, get its it can't get its balance. Yeah, not
0: going anywhere
1: uh, The giant is going to wail in pain and rage and sort of stumble back out of the uh, out of the uh, what do you call that stuff? The wall of fire. Uh, and he's going to look around over at the ship where that blue flame is now lighting up that uh, the figure of Landis. And he says, Fire! hurt, Cross it! Grabs a rock, and you just see it whistling straight towards your face. <laughs> What's your armor class, Landis? 16, I think, yeah. 16! Yeah, because I threw a mage armor
5: last... Last time. yep,
1: yep. Last for eight hours, all good. Yep. Uh, a 13 plus eight to hit with that rock, so that's a 21. He smacks you in the face with a boulder.
5: <laughs> Ow! Uh,
1: you take 18 bludgeoning damage. I
5: don't
1: wanna. So I need you <laughs> to make a constitution saving throw to maintain concentration on your wall of fire. Does does Landis
2: get a big dent in his face? Uh,
1: no, how don't many, say many
5: that. Hit I'm very Landis strong. Have? How many what now?
1: How many total hit points does Landis have?
5: Fifty-three.
1: Fifty-three is your max.
5: Oh, uh, I haven't killed anything yet, have I? You have not. Okay. Yeah, fifty-three. <laughs>
1: 53. Okay, yeah, no. Uh, so you basically, um, you manage to get out of the way right as it's, uh, it's hurtling towards you and you kind of take a, a solid glance to the side of your head and shoulder and it uh, kind of rings your bell a little bit, but no, he doesn't have a big smashed in face or anything. So, uh, how'd your constitution saving throw do? DC 10.
5: I am gonna use my otherworldly patron feature to add a D10 to it. Cool. Um,
3: Dark
1: one's own luck.
5: What do I need to get to maintain it?
1: You can see, 10.
5: Oh, just 10. Oh.
3: Yeah.
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then a, a 10 is this one. Okay.
3: Yep. Um.
5: Uh, yes, I maintain it. Six plus seven oh. plus two.
1: <laughs> Wait, six plus Fif- seven? 15? Oh, oh think, okay. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> You got it. You got it. Okay. Very bad at uh, that.
3: I'm sorry. You, feel, uh,
1: you, you hear this like clinking almost of coins falling into a stack. And uh, that sound sort of bolsters your will. And as the flames on the shore begin to flicker and die, they flare again with this burst of golden sparks. <laughs> and you hear another chorus of shrieks and screams from inside the oven. Okay. <laughs> That was the giant. Uh, Landis, your turn.
5: Oh, good. Uh, I am going to immediately retaliate. Because now I'm angry.
3: And an
5: track, I'm going <laughs> to hit him with an Eldric Blast, of course. All
1: right. Make your two time. spell attacks as you gather the yeah. crackling electric-like energy and cast the lightning down your arm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh,
5: let's see. That is a 19.
3: <laughs> oh, that hits. That hits.
5: Sorry. That hits. Ah, my brain and doesn't work for that. Remind
1: me, it's been a long time since you Eldritch Blast something. You have Agonizing Blast, right? I do.
5: You're right. Okay,
1: sure. right. So D10 plus your Charisma bonus. Force damage. D10
5: plus my Charisma bonus is going to be ooh, um 13.
1: Thirteen to the gigante. All right. Uh, okay. The first bolt takes him in the bulbous, blistered belly, and he kind of doubles over in pain. Uh, second bolt.
5: Second bolt. Oh, that one's not as good. Um, yeah, that one's not as good as all. That's only a nine.
1: <laughs> oh, nine is nine is no good. Uh, That's so no the good. Bolt- the bolt strikes it, but it just kind of like grounds out and can't penetrate the insulating layer of its hill giant blubber.
0: That's right.
1: Uh, yes, yes, but there's still still quite a bit of damages. Um, that was Landis. Would you like to have Edwin do anything, or are you comfortable to have him chill on your shoulder?
5: I would like to have him take the light inside, so it's not <laughs>
3: directly okay.
5: on my face anymore. <laughs> um, take the light <laughs> Yeah. Can you really get that out of here? sorry.
3: <laughs> uh, oh, I...
5: <laughs> can I also move to try to get behind any sort of cover?
1: Yeah. How much cover do you want to take? Do you want to kind of duck behind the railing? Do you want to like go inside the cabin? <laughs> I'll
5: duck behind the railing. Um, okay. I don't, don't want to be too get, Gone. Uh,
1: you can easily crouch down and get three quarters cover. All right. Okay. Um, Rowan, your turn.
4: Alright, this troll, does it look like it's on its last legs?
1: Um, yeah, I mean... Relatively speaking, anyway. Uh, you did just see its skull start to put itself back together. But it is yeah. definitely in bad, bad shape. And looks a little panicked.
4: I'm going to drive that spiritual weapon in even further through its neck.
1: Okay. Get him. At least spell attack.
4: Oh, that landed really nicely inside my dice box. Um, 18.
1: And hits. Give me some damage.
4: Four. Eight. Plus
1: four. 16. And your action. The spear kind of, you just sort of twist it and pull it out, turning the blade in the wound as you withdraw it. You can see it kind of disintegrating its flesh.
4: I'll use... Oh... And I'm right up next to it, so I shouldn't use a ranged spell attack. No. Uh, I might just inflict wounds again. Okay. And just grab with the with the spectral claws, just grab onto where its head's regenerating and rake my claws across it to try and peel the flesh off. Gross. Melee spell attack. Yeah. Uh, and I'll cast that second level. Yeet. Yeah. Um, eighteen again.
1: Oh yeah, that hits. So 4d10 necrotic damage as you start peeling the knobbly the skin away from its base. Um, 10, 7, 6, 1. Plus nothing. Just Yeah, plus nothing. <laughs> okay.
4: Holy
1: shit. Alright, uh, so you rip Half of its face down to the musculature of uh, kind of clothing its skull. And you can see black veins spreading through that as the, the, the skin just turns to greasy ash in your hands. And it starts to choke and gurgle, and its struggling is getting feebler and feebler. Uh, you have anything else you want to do, or are you done?
4: It's still, Tilly's still holding
1: on to it. Oh, she's, yeah. <laughs> it's probably cursing under her breath with each swing. Die!
3: Die!
4: <laughs> Let it go, Tilly.
1: Uh, all right, ogres. So the one ogre on the beach picks itself up, and its, right, it's kind of like its whole right shoulder and arm are just hanging, crushed, bloody, and limp, and its shoulder does not look right. Like, its collarbone is snapped its shoulder is separated, its, uh, its, its upper arm is probably splintered, and it just starts whimpering and howling and just sort of loping off into the darkness away from the damn river. This is terrible. Uh, the other ogres are going to realize that there is no safety inside this hellhole for them, and they're going to try and run their way out through the fire. So Landis, go ahead and roll me wall of fire damage, please. 5d8.
5: I will. Hold on, it is eights. Let's do math. Fantastic. Oh, that's not starting out as well, but we'll see. We'll see where we go. Oh, that's better. Okay, I'm gonna take you on this journey with me. Hold- oh, that's good too. And then we got two more. Oh, I'm, I'm approving. I'm approving of most of these rolls. Okay, that one sucks, but um, all together, it's 23.
3: Ooh, ow, all right.
1: So these blackened, charred, raw, blistered, like third-degree burns, ninety percent of their body, uh, massive forms come shambling and choking and gurgling out of the fire, steaming oh, and
3: smoking.
1: And uh, I, yeah, they're they're <laughs> trying. They are limping desperately away from the beach. None of these is things are lit- dead
5: yet?
1: Are you serious? No, no they're still alive. <laughs> I
5: they want my alive. thing where I get more points. I'm angry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel these warlock woes. Uh, right, so that's the ogres. But, I mean, they're uh, they're not getting very far, and they're just lit up like New Year's Eve at the moment. So, that's we'll see how that lasts. I bet they're
5: smelling pretty delicious to the giant right about now. <laughs>
1: yeah, not too bad. Good
5: charred meat.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, the crew is going to crank the ballista around. A few of them have loaded a new bolt in and uh, and used the winch on it to, to pull the limbs back into place. And they take aim at the giant and fire. Ooh, this one um, drives itself in a long throw into the into the shore and. Uh, doesn't quite hit its mark. Goes wide. Tam. Let's see. Let's see if he lives long enough for uh, for Kaja to help. Interesting. Alright. Uh, so you I can see at this point Kaja runs up to, uh, to the crushed body on the quarter deck, leans down, and starts digging frantically into her satchel for supplies. Um... Tilly, your turn.
0: Okay, Tilly's, uh, I, I just love swinging my hammer, so I'm going to keep doing it until this thing dies, and I think Tilly, in the same way, would just be like, just get, get my etc. <laughs> et <cetera>. Because um, <laughs> it's like, I, I know he's regenerating, but Tilly's like, you, you're you supposed to die at some point, so let's go. Um, ooh, that is a uh, nat one. On no, nope, no good.
1: Set. Uh, so, yep. if you kind of lean back, the uh, the troll's strength gives out, and you, both of your weight draws you down, and you get, like, as you're getting ready to give your battle cry, you get a mouthful of river water. <laughs> so, you can uh, regroup and make a second attack. Sweet. Uh, that's a 24.
0: Uh, uh, 24.
1: Oh, that gets him. Give me some damage. Uh, 12. Twelve, with a satisfying wet crunching crack yes. the back
0: please of the head
1: goes <laughs> in and its neck breaks and the whole thing just sort of shudders and goes limp twitching and begins to sink into the river
3: okay
0: uh, so since my hands are free can I now use my shield attack bonus to try to break this rusty chain not to sound too much like Soundgarden nice uh
1: yeah so i'll go ahead and let you make a strength athletics check to try and break the anchor free
0: okay uh it's a 30 no it's
1: a 28 holy shit okay Uh, 28 all right so yeah you um you sort of reach up grab hold of the uh the anchor wedge your shield down in between the tine and the hull, and just slam your shoulder into it and you hear this wrenching splintering pop as the anchor pops free and you sort of fall into the water <laughs> and begin uh frantically paddling to keep your plate armor clad body from sinking to the to the bottom of the drink uh Speaking but uh let's see you have a rope dangling there so you could also grab the rope so you can kind of okay. keep your head above water and you, let's see, make me a, we'll call it a dexterity saving throw to see if you can grab the rope before the ship begins to slide out of reach.
0: Okay. Uh, that's an
1: 11. So I doubt that it. Is, you needed a 10. So you got it. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> All right. So you wrap your gauntlet around the the soaked rope and uh, and you start to be hold along with the ship, and you can start climbing up. Uh, Rowan, the uh, the body slumps away from you, and the ship is free. So on your turn, you can just kind of drift back over to the deck, and you'll be good. So that was Tilly Cloak, uh, drowning in the darkness. Your lungs screaming for air. You uh, you can see some glimmers of light and the glow of Landis's frigging inferno on the uh, on the beach, <laughs> showing you the way to swim. Uh, yeah, I'm going towards the Inferno. All right, so you basically move and dash, and you can see the ripples on the surface of the river, clawing desperately at it, and as you break the surface, you suck in half of a breath of water, but just enough air to keep you going as your vision starts to see speckles, and uh, (laughs) you you breathe again. Yay! That's it. That's my turn. That's it. Okay. The giant. mm, The giant is going to scoop up another chunk of rock, bellow in fury, and throw it at the cowering Landis. But you have three quarters cover, so sizable bonus to your armor class. The
4: bravely oh. towering land.
1: So uh, you duck down behind the, uh, the thick wooden railing as you see the boulder arcing towards you and it crushes into the, uh, into the rail and tears a huge chunk out of it, but you manage to uh, duck back to safety. And the ah! giant after that sort of gives a, a bellowing growl of frustration Turns and starts running up the beach into the darkness. Oh, oh. Landis, your turn. So the oh, giant I'm... runs into the tree line. However, there are charbroiled ogres, <laughs> like crawling. How far up the... away is
3: he, though?
5: Uh,
1: you lose sight of him in the in the darkness of the trees.
3: Hmm.
1: Outside the range of your dark vision, um, he. Let's see. You could try to blind fire at him. You know roughly where he went. You could hear him crushing Mm. around in there. Those uh, ogres look in pretty awful shape, though. If you you really just want to kill someone to get your bennies, then...
5: I do, but I'm also really annoyed with the guy. It's fine. I'm going to Eldrick Blast one of those stupid ogres. Ow. right, get him. Oh, uh, that is a dirty 20.
1: Oh, that hits. No. Me- oh, that's
5: way more. I'm sorry, Actually, it's more than a dirty 20. It's a dirty 20 oh, plus hits. a few. <laughs>
3: nice.
5: <laughs> okay. So this is going to be 11. Get him.
1: All right. The uh, the crackling bolt of energy screams toward the charred ogre and explodes its head in yeah. a shower of uh, steaming meat and bone fragments, and as it does, See? you kind of perk up a little bit, and all of the uh, the gems, sort of inlaid into your body, begin to gleam with their own inner light. For you. you gain Ooh, I complaint. feel
5: better. Uh, all right, I'm gonna shoot at a different one.
1: Yes, you collect the dark one's blessing and pick your next target. Uh,
5: that is uh, twenty-one. <laughs>
3: Oh yeah. yeah, that hits. Okay. Good job. Uh, want it.
5: six. Not six. As
1: All right. It, it is. Uh, it is broken and burnt and now scorched by your eldritch power, and it's on its hands and knees, but it's barely clinging to life, desperately okay. trying to get away. Poor bastard. <laughs> Do Got you have it. any other uh actions or anything for us? Or are you good?
5: Um, I am good. Yeah.
1: Okay, Rowan, your turn.
5: Oh well, I'm a duck again, just in case. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, little
3: after little
4: looking at Tilly to see that she's all right. Mm,
1: uh, yeah, Tilly seems okay. A little clawed, a little chewed, a little you know, foaming at the mouth a bit.
4: <laughs> she she trusts that she'll be okay and goes back she's up to the top she's of fine the rope.
1: Okay. Yeah, you uh, you settle up onto the uh, onto the foredeck uh, near the ballista as the crew are kind of reloading. Although they don't have much of a target at the moment, looks like they're sighting in on one of the ogres.
4: Uh, Tam. Tam is at
1: the aft, at the stern of the ship. So you have to get all the way to the back.
4: I can get all the way. I'll dash.
1: If so that's another to. 30 feet. Uh, you, I mean, it's almost 100 feet long, basically. Oh, so okay. uh, you can head there, but yeah, it's going to be a little bit. Uh, all right, this is a little silly. You're floating and flying. I'm going to say that because you're basically traveling against the direction that the ship is moving, this essentially becomes almost like a slow motion extended super leap and you kind of leap from the foredeck and land on the steps of the quarterdeck where you can see Kaja desperately trying to staunch his bleeding.
4: Okay. Looking just alive?
1: Uh, You can make me a wisdom medicine check.
4: I will do that. Thirteen?
1: Thirteen. Uh, he's in real bad shape. Um, just at a glance, it's, it's difficult to tell. If he's alive, he's hanging by a thread.
4: Okay. As a bonus action, she'll kneel down next to them and just put one ghostly hand over Kaja's and the other over him before... Speaking her prayer to Wotan and then casting Healing
1: Word. Good. Okay.
4: We'll, we'll do it at third level. Third
1: level. Okay. Roll 3d4. Add your wisdom bonus.
4: Three. Four. So, eight
1: plus oh, 16. Eight plus. Okay. All right. So, you speak your word and uh, the radiant energy of life flows through your prayer into his body, and you see this faint bubble of blood sort of inflating at the corner of his mouth. It bursts, and he (gasps) draws a ragged breath, and you can hear his ribs beginning to knit from where they were collapsed and puncturing his lung. Uh, He is alive, but he is grossly injured.
4: You're safe
1: now. <laughs> he uh, he is blissfully unconscious because he would probably be in agony, and you can see yeah. uh, he's sort of struggling to breathe, but breathing. And uh, Kaja just sort of looks up and offers you a pale, sort of wan smile before she turns and goes back to her work, trying to stabilize him and uh, <laughs> see that he doesn't injure himself any further. Uh, yeah. All right. So let's see, that's the giant gone, the ship is moving um, and at this point, the, most of the ogres are going to uh, drag themselves away into the darkness and that is uh, all down to Cloak spluttering in the water as the ship is I, to, I'm swimming to away. shore
2: I'm swimming mm-hmm. to shore and doing pup Puff Whistle and I'm heading into the
1: darkness after the giant Oh shit uh, Alright That's where we're going to stop then. (laughs) And we'll pick up there next week.
5: Yes. Because as soon as Landis gets hold of one of those dumb (laughs) little rafts, Landis is after him too. (laughs) He did not like that guy.
3: (laughs) We got
1: us a bloodthirsty, vengeful crew. I like it. (laughs) <laughs> all right, well, uh, that's it for us for this evening, everyone. Uh, I hope you had a good time. I really enjoyed trying to kill you with giant kin. Although, man, that uh, that initial fear was quite clutch. Uh, having a bunch of ogres running amuck up on the uh, up on the deck with all the sailors would have been pretty awful. So that was nice, you oh, know. Cool. Minus incapacitating cloak for a while—that's rough. But hey, what are you going to do? It's going to work out.
3: I didn't kill so him. So how was that? He's good? fine. Uh, let's start with, uh, it's with uh,
1: Scarlet Moth first. How was that?
4: Oh, hello. Um, that uh, extra long session was. Um...
3: Mm.
4: Oh boy! Sorry for that. No, that no, that's good. Well, I enjoy having more D D in my life, so I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. I'm fine. Um,
5: yeah, we could just I keep playing. That... <laughs>
4: I mean, it's only four PM for me, but uh, maybe some of you should, you know, sleep.
3: Let's go find some giants. How's that going?
4: I enjoyed that mixture of roleplay and uh, combat that session. Since we don't, yeah. when we do have combat, it seems to be in quite tense moments. Hmm. Which is good, and yeah. Yeah, I think Rowan so, and Landis have some
1: stuff to discuss. Very good. Did you say where we can find you? My brain is mush.
4: Oh no, I have not. Like I'm Scarlet point. Moth. <laughs> hmm. uh, I didn't cast inflict wounds on you, so. Yeah, that's
1: fine.
4: Uh, you can find me at that Scarlet Moth on the Twitters, and then Scarlet Moth on the rest of the internet. I'm an artist, cosplayer, D and D lover. Um, at the moment, um, up until next week, I'm going to be like, well, say, I'm going to be a bit more quiet, but really. Uh, if you see me posting, what just tell me go go back to my university study, and then wow. after next birthday, I should hopefully um, be able to stream and uh, do some other fun stuff.
1: Cool, awesome. All right, Pterosaurus, uh, how was that tonight?
5: Oh, that was wonderful. Um, I apologize to everyone for my momentary absence there in the center. I literally can't get through a single stream without something dying, going wrong, disconnecting, breaking. Um, it's just my life. I apologize. But um, I enjoyed the hell out of that one. Um, that was some really exciting combat. I get so stressed out during combat. Guys. <laughs> but I'm happy that I <laughs> that I got to make some big moves. Um, you know, Warlocks don't end up with a lot of spells. But... Uh, Landis has picked some that definitely pack a punch. So <laughs> I enjoy, yeah,
1: ogres, um, yeah. ogres don't have a whole lot for fear.
5: <laughs> yeah. I was hoping, I was hoping they weren't all that wise. Um, I was hoping that cloak would be a little wiser, but you can't win them all. Um, and, uh, Moth made the right choice tugging at Landis's, um, differentness, to connect with him um because he was just ready to walk away but when she said you know i'm feeling lost as well that definitely hit him so good job um but i enjoyed that little interlude and i me on the internet under the birdie source pretty much everywhere i don't have my november schedule up yet because i'm slacker and sleepy but other than that <laughs> Just Bye. follow me on Twitter, you'll figure it out, it's fine, it'll be up eventually. And I love you guys, I love playing D&D with all of you, this is wonderful.
1: D&D <laughs> is fun, Warlocks are awesome. Uh, <laughs> Simply Jackson.
0: Hey, okay. uh, today was really fun. I apologize for being so uh, cautious about going into the shipwreckage. I feel like everybody else has like very light feet, but Tilly would... Sink like a stone on a bad trip in thick mud. So I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> I was really cautious I was like, Dan's gonna make me get stuck in this. I'm not getting out of this little boat. Like, no, you know. Um, that was on that the, was on the table. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, the combat was super fun. I, I was definitely again scared of sinking. Uh, so riding on the back of a troll while punching it in the face down the the river is something that she can add into her diary. I am very curious what Riadin's been doing this whole time, um,
3: <laughs> <for a>
0: <laughs> right? Just, just, I, like, I'm sure he's like, I've heard, I felt those bumps before, or whatever. Um, it's like, oh, oh yeah, well, it's it's really a nice fun. addition to the escape rooms. Right, right, yeah. I think I think Tilly's in a panic to figure out if there's any holes in the in the ship right now, not knowing what's happening with the boat. Uh, but my name is uh, simply Jackson or simply Jackson. You can find me on Twitter with no underscore simply Jackson, and you can find in my pinned tweet my links to other things based on art, uh, life in general, etc. So thanks for watching, you guys. Yay.
3: And
1: last <laughs> but certainly not least, McLuhan. How's that? That it me.
2: Um... Hello, uh, it's me McCloak, and You might recognize me from such films as Know Your Crew and Never Lose Your Sword. Um so, uh I I it was a fun episode. I liked exploring the boat and talking to people and then uh possibly portraying going and getting a love interest for uh Cloak. Um so you wish. Uh, we'll see what happens. He's not uh you remember he's young, so this is like uh, you know, uh, pre like uh, adulthoodish uh, gnome age. So he's, uh, I mean, he's a, he's exploring who he is and what he likes. Um, but um, yeah, I as soon as I fell in the water, I was like, well, I'm going to go to shore and fight the giant because why not? And then he ran away, and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to chase him, and I'm going to call Puff Puff right after him. Um, so, because I think Papoph can do it. So, it just get to me really quickly and then uh I want to see where this goes. It was it was kind of fun uh even though I wasn't like in the fight like listening how people were like participating in the battle and all that kind of stuff and uh uh just I I love how each fight is different in D&D and like anything can happen and it's uh I just had a blast
1: tonight. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, I think that's everybody. I'm uh, I was your Dungeon Master for this evening, Dan Dillon. I'm a game designer at Wizards of the Coast on the D and D team. Uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, we would love to see you here with us again next week when we play some more D and D in Midgard. So uh, until next time, bye everybody. Bye bye.